You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, this is David Rosales, singer-songwriter. Check out my new album, Brave Ones, available now. You're listening to the Wee Podcast, and we know things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 135 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Heel turn. Yeah, tell me about it. We have a huge show for you lined up tonight. The penultimate episode of Game of Thrones, The Bells. We have a complete, comprehensive, deep dive spoilerific review leading off the show tonight after our trivia section we're going to go into movies tv sam's going to take over for gaming then we got some comic stuff some wrestling stuff our picks of the week our patreon shouts and we'll get out like a crazy packed episode for a thursday real quick the episode was just called bells the bells they should have called it hell's bells like a little acdc call Oh, I, I think that would have been better. Wedding oh, bells. Well, not that bells. That's the wrong <laughs> band. <laughs> uh, it is May 16th at 7.02 p.m., only five hours until I'm 31 years old. <sighs> there was my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I got to come up with something different. Edit it out. If you're new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, pop culture, and wow, gaming, TV, film. <laughs> What is it? Gaming TV. Hey, Rusty. <laughs> yeah, gaming TV film music yeah. and all things pop culture. <laughs> We're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time. Be sure to join the Wee Pod Squad by hitting that subscriber follow button on all of your podcast services, including iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever you get that audible goodness. It takes like one second. To leave that rating and review, it helps the show grow, and we appreciate it very, very much. You can tell I don't read these. I have a loose outline that I follow. Don't read them. Uh, well, you're gaining traction. <laughs> we podcast and we know things.com. It's your one-stop shop for everything we podcast and we know things. It's your easiest way to follow us on social media uh, because it's got links to all of them right there. It's also got links to our store. It's also got links to all the episodes if you want to listen to them. I mean, you're literally listening to this now, so I doubt that's of much use to you. But also links to our Patreon, which is a place where you could support us monetarily every month. We kick you back a couple rewards and we appreciate it. Um, anything from giving us a custom top three every month to coming on the show and hanging out for a segment to just a weekly shout out and a thank you for everything you do uh we couldn't do this show without you and we also couldn't do this show without our podcast networks the weeby geeks podcast network at weebygeeksbc.com and the eso network at esonetwork.com oh again Starting with trivia, first to 11, win by two, 12 and a half to 12 and a half. We're in a grudge match. Sam, kick us off. It feels like it's never going to end, but let's see. Which Avenger said Avengers assemble first in comics? Dun, dun, dun. There, are, there, is, there is a low-hanging fruit. Could be anybody. There's a Could it be a boat? There's... There's a low-hanging fruit. Uh, like It just feels like such a Captain America thing to say. I'm assuming your answers are like are Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. That's my guess for your answers. And I will say whoever you said. Um, so I, like I've narrowed it down to those four. Avengers Assemble. Ah, fuck. 
It's the dude is tough. It's the dude is tough. It, it, it could be easy. You know, it could be hard. Um, Thor. Thor. Correct. No way. It was Thor. Yeah. Avengers right. ten. Hell yes. He said it first. Okay. Cool. That is thirteen and a half to eleven and a half or to twelve and a half. So we got some movement. This is a this is a comeback, by the way. I was down. It by is. A couple God, you. God knows you freaking needed it. But you. This is a PlayStation question. Okay. Let's see what I got. Worldwide. Okay. Not just America. Worldwide of all time, what was the highest selling PS3 exclusive? Only found on PlayStation consoles. Cannot be Grand Theft Auto Five, Because <laughs> that would be the right answer. So it's not Grand Theft Auto No, it is, a, it is a PlayStation exclusive. Not found on Xbox Dude, or I Nintendo have... consoles. You no had a PlayStation idea. 3. And you know all four of these franchises I that I have for my answers. You 1,000%. I, I can just say the, the, the franchise. I don't care if you say just the franchise. I'll give you the full point, even though it shouldn't, because there's sequels. And I'll give you a hint. Actually, three of the four choices that I would give you are sequels. One is not a sequel. What is the first of a franchise? I, I have, <laughs> there's too many that I'm thinking of. Start spitting them out. I'm not going to give you the answer. Oh, Just think out loud. Well, Devil May Cry is not an exclusive no more. No, but it back then it was. Okay, so, so like God of War was an exclusive. Cor- Uncharted is correct. Correct. Last of Us. Correct. See, you see, you got all of these great franchises. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's PS3, not PS4, because then we're not talking exclusive anymore. But at the time, this game only came out on PlayStation. I'll even give you a bigger hint, Sam. Okay. This franchise is still PlayStation exclusive. Is still a PlayStation exclusive. So it is definitely not Devil May Cry. Okay, so it's not Devil May Cry. I think God of War was good, but was it the best? And there's other series that I'm probably not thinking of. There are there are there are two other series that I can think of that you did not mention so far. Hint hint, that might be one of your answers. Yeah. I'm trying to give you as many layups as I can. So think about everything you just said. And eliminated all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's one. Could it be right? God damn it. Do I want to give in? I, I don't I don't want to take them. I will say this. Because I've given you so many hints. If you take them because you said some of them, it eliminates them. Yeah. So I, that, it's kind of easy. Yeah, no. It's well, kind I, of I, easy. I don't want to do it that way. But like you haven't said it yet. I know, I know, <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking of the game. I think you played this game. I did not. You did not play this game. No, I owned one of them, and you never would have known it because I had it for like a day and got rid of it. Not my style. Let's see. Oh fuck. Not my genre. I see the game. There's a, there's a shit ton of sequels. No. Yes. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> like I don't want to take the answers because. Oh, fuck. It's. I'm thinking it's that Assassin's game, Assassin's Creed. That is a multi-platform game. Is it? Mm-hmm. See, I'm giving. I'm trying, man. I know. I know. I'm. I'm trying to keep. I got my hand over my face for like the poker face effect. Bioshock. That's a. That was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Before it came to PS3. All right, my last one. Let's move on. I'll take the wrong answer. And you're not saying Grand Theft Auto. Remember, it's not my type of genre. I traded it in, so you know it's not a game I liked. It's not Bioshock. It can't something. be Call of Duty because that's it's not my genre. And sh- I like shooters, not that much. Yeah, no, not that much. Not my genre. 
the fuck? It's probably so obvious. Uh, Resident you've, Evil. You've heard of it. Resident Evil's multi-platform. Uh, no, no, no. I'm gonna give you another guess. It's 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 um it's not has nothing to do with guns or anything like that. And it's a you know it because you've probably owned one of them. And when you said there's a ton of sequels, there are a ton of sequels. See, I was thinking the Assassin's game. There was a ton. Multi-platform. Bought yeah. that on Xbox 360. What? It's, I know. It's, it's got to be so obvious. I just made it. It is said, very obvious. I just probably never played the game. I think you owned like one of them, maybe. But you've definitely heard of it because we've talked about it before. Yo, people are out there just like I, I know, yelling it's, the it's probably so easy and I, I, I can't think of it. Next thing you say, I'm taking. All right. No matter what. All right. PlayStation. Come to me. I wanted to say. I, would, I really thought it was going to be Uncharted. I was really going to go with that. And it wasn't even Uncharted. Can't be a game I played that much. I will tell you, Uncharted 3 is the third highest. And I was going to say the second one. No, the fourth. Second, uh, second one was the fourth highest. I don't know, man. I don't know. Gran Turismo. I don't. Uh, I don't play. I don't play Grand. I never. You've I, heard of it. I've never played a Grand Tour. I would have never gotten that. You've heard of it. No. It's racing. Yeah, that's racing is not that's my Machi's style. game. Yeah, he loves that game. So that's that's. Yeah, uh, that's well, he loves me. that genre. I should say. Yeah, I never had a shot. Racing is not my style. You uh, should have said like Sam. Mario you don't Kart. play racing games. Then I would have been like, okay, the only one you play is Initial D. But that's not a console. Ah, Mario Kart. Game that I play Mario Kart. Okay, well, you know, it's a little. It's, it's like a party battle racing genre. Yeah, it's its own genre. Like even like I never got into Need, Need for Speed. I really just never got into them. We have Game of Thrones season eight, episode five, the bells, the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. This is your warning. Complete spoilers. If you don't want to hear what happens in this episode we will be including the book sometimes we include the other episodes of the series we include every possible thing so like if you want nothing to do with any spoilers skip to the commercial i would imagine somewhere between the 40 to 60 minute range and then after the commercial we'll come back and we'll finish out the show so if you don't want any spoilers there you go. Sam, this episode garnered the highest ratings of all time for any Game of Thrones episode at 18.4 million viewers. I mean, I'm not surprised considering all we heard of that was episode 5 is going to be crazy. So, I mean, it's why I, I still think, I know you asked me earlier, I still think the finale is going to expand. I, I, that's my, it's the last episode I like to think that everyone's kind of they. But instead of waiting for the spoilers, you want to watch it. Live. The thing is, everybody that hated this episode is still going to watch it because there's one left. This isn't like season four, and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm done." Like The Walking Dead, I walked yeah. away from that show at a point where I said, "I'm yeah. never going to watch another episode." Too much has happened for you to just give up. And well, and it's not you're even in that. It's too not. Deep. <laughs> it's not even that too much has happened. It's that too little is left. Like I might as well okay. finish it out. The Walking Dead. I've been off yeah. that shit for yeah. five years. I feel great. Yeah. My friends are in WDA, Walking Dead Anonymous, and they're yeah. talking about it every week with their friends in circles. Not me, my yeah. friend. I kicked that shit like a bad habit. And yeah. I'll tell you now that if Game of Thrones was four years away from ending, I probably would give up. Because there was a time uh. in season five where I kind of just stopped watching on Sunday nights. And there was a point where I let like eight or nine episodes That's backfill That's before insane. I You're insane! Them. And like, because I was just so appalled at how fucked it was. Season six totally redeemed it. Uh, and then season seven had a chance. And we know how I feel about that. Yeah. So like, this is a show where three of the last four years have been disappointments. Which literally 
I've said it on last week's episode, is almost it's half the show. And because these are condensed seasons, the last two, it's not even as many episodes as the first half. Yeah. So it's like the last five years of my life, because this season took two years to make, have been yeah. a, almost entirely. After all that waiting, there's only I've 80 had, minutes left. I've had 10 weeks of satisfaction. With Game of Thrones over the last five years. How does that make you feel? How does that make me feel? That makes me feel like I'm in yeah, too deep. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> uh, but this one had basically the big battle that we were expecting but almost kind of didn't get. Big picture. What did you think of the episode? Big picture. Big picture. I, I thought it was shot beautifully. You know, I thought special effects were great. That I will give them all the props. Drogon was He was fucking awesome. Um, I think the actors and actresses. They played great. They did a great performance. Some storylines I am completely unhappy with, which I'm sure we're going to get into. But I just thought it was just okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like yeah. like a 6, 7 out of 10. Yeah, That's I, it. I, again, I'm still not willing to go towards hate. Like my episode 3, I fucking hated. 4 was just meh. 5 was just less than meh. It was just like... I did not enjoy it. I mean, at I will all. still say three. It hurt you the most because you wanted the Night King to be the final battle, or to, no? To I be just on wanted. The throne. I know. I just wanted him to be a bigger piece of the story than he ended up being. Yeah. That's all. I didn't. I knew he wasn't going to win. Let's call that what it is. We know that. But I just wanted him to not literally do nothing. Okay. Like I just wanted him to have a bigger role in the story, and I didn't get that. It wasn't sad. Well, I mean, it's good to see that at least all the Dothraki weren't annihilated. That we had some survivors. Yeah, that was. Pure, it's just that was pure plot magic. No, because no, because they had to come out and literally tell them, like, yeah, like I think it was like 60, 70 percent yeah. of the army got wiped out because yeah. just the way it was shot, it looked like they all got annihilated. right. Exactly, and that's the problem. You just told us that, and we expect to but, believe. Th- it. But but that was from episode three, and but, we expect to believe it when yeah. we shouldn't have to. We saw it happen. We saw those torches go out. My big picture thought is everything is just so dumb now. It's just this is like a show for babies. It's like you know what to expect. It's super fucking predictable, and like everything that you thought would happen from a fan service perspective is happening. Hey, Sam, did you pick up in this episode the really, really, you had to listen to it or you miss it, the really subtle hint that if the bell's rung and they raise the gates to to stop and surrender? Oh, well, Tyrion said it two, three times. That's the fucking yeah, point. Yeah, That's yeah. the sarcasm. Yeah. Dude, they literally said it four times. Yeah, they want to make sure four you times. didn't, no one missed this. That's a sh- well, because Tyrion, uh, I think Tyrion said at least three times because he's trying to save his people, or you know, yeah, uh huh. Hold my hand even more. Yeah. It's a show for babies. You say it once and you go back to it. Like if when when he pleaded with Daenerys to not go and kill the civilians, that's all we needed. Bro. Yeah. But I just I feel like he I think was starting to see her kind of turn slowly but surely. You know what I mean? Like, I think he could see it more of a. An he's inside scared, look on Daenerys and for anyone his else. life. Oh, of course. What, shit, at that point, aren't you? Yeah. At that, you watch Ferris get burned alive. Uh, however, it was, to your point, extremely well shot. Yeah, the cinematography I, yeah. is, as go- is, is as grand as ever. The CG is as gorgeous as ever. Drogon, Drogon so just badass. looks so good. Although, that shot at night when they kill Varys and Dude. She, and he just pops out of the shadow like he's not a fucking dragon. Like, we didn't know. I, he was I, like, I still like thought he's that quiet. was awesome. Yeah, it looked awesome, but yeah. it was stupid in practicality. Like, I can see my cat there. But it's, it's, it's making noise. It's light out, Greg. It's not dark. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Um, I can still see it at night. Uh, however, like I said, really nice. I, no, I, I, real quick, did you yeah. think that obviously Varus has been trying to poison Daenerys? Yes. The whole time he just he couldn't get he couldn't. That get was her. that whole yeah. first scene with yeah. his with his little bird. She said it won't work. They're watching me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely he tried to poison her, which was again that's Varus. Like he went out like a badass. Although there is one problem with that scene that I'll get to in my list of issues and questions. I don't have the pros and cons like we did for episode three. That was a one time deal this is just open thoughts and then posing questions to sam and we'll bounce ideas back off of each other i enjoyed the 9-11 imagery like it it was that haunting reminder of those ground zero shots that we got yeah. in 2001 with Arya Horrific. running in the streets as fucking stupid as that was for Arya to be there in the first place that was haunting chilling and kind of like and, 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 scary you, were, and you weren't a fan of that Arya scene no of, they're of fucking the stupid scene. and I'll, I'll get into it as to why later but um you know that at least the imagery was very okay. well shot, uh, and then the Jamie and Tyrion scene in the tent was that was Game of Thrones again. Like yeah. I felt like I was for two minutes sucked back into George R. R. Martin because that was beautiful. I done. Did, I I just had a a complaint where that when they said when Tyrion's oh let me in on the hand of the that they just walked away aimlessly like okay Jamie go do what you want. I, he, I, he made a point like he's like I have more power than everybody that told you, you wouldn't that like, I don't I feel you had if even if you had a half a brain you're like well he's up to something let's at least circle you know wait But they're the unsullied that they they tell you multiple times that they just obey. Yeah. That's what that's, they do. Yeah, that's true. But. So and and what are you going to do disobey the hand of the queen? You're not. Yeah, true. So um, and they're not they don't know what we know about him yeah true, true. so uh, but again I thought it was an amazing goodbye scene Tyrion finally Peter Dinklage got to fucking act again finally and like that crying yeah. I felt that and yeah. Jamie like that was a goodbye that was completely well, satisfying and, and, and just hearing without you I would have not I would not made it through my childhood and yeah. just picked on like that was that was a very t- it was probably one of the most touching scenes of the whole episode yeah and maybe of the season yeah. probably of the season and it was Could just be? like now knowing that those characters will never see each other again and did not get to see each other again and that's their lasting moment that to me is very satisfying and i'm very happy uh with that however my my gripes don't they they don't uh they don't fall on amelia clark they don't fall on kit harrington or lena Headey or the actors in general they don't fall on the cg or the cinematography hell they don't fall that much on miguel sapochnik who was the director for all the big battle episodes including the long night this one battle of the bastards i think he did hard home um and he may have even done Blackwater. uh but my problem is with the showrunners. My problem is with the writing. Uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss are complete fucking... Mm. And I'll say this. They actually were given the option by HBO. And actually HBO yeah. said, please, do more. Yeah. Don't end it. They, they wanted multiple seasons. And they said, no, let's do these last two seasons. They decided on the 13 episodes. I guess they got to start that Star Wars series fucking no. ASAP because no. that Disney money is about to come No, and, and that's the thing. When you hear that their first Star Wars movie, that's going to be the first one to come out in 2022, Dude, I think it was. They only was. got three years to make it. They got to hurry this yeah, shit up. So, and, and that's what I think. It, it, I, it had to impede on their decision to really shorten this episode because – I would have. I think what they did in this episode, it would have worked if they had about twenty to twenty-five, thirty episodes. I think would have, people would have been like, "Oh shit!" This episode would have been a perfect season finale for 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 an earlier season, or even or even a great premiere for this season because now we are t- uh, told we're told to hate Daenerys for one and a half episodes. 
Wouldn't you want the true villain of the show for a whole season and see that conflict kind of play out? No, it's going to be rushed over 80 minutes. That's yeah. got to kind of tick you yeah. off a little bit. It, it, it does a little bit, but you know, there's a couple things you, you kind of find out after. I think the meme you sent me or I sent you, I forget, where it was like, Remember, these were the people that were cheering for Ned's hanging. And I was like, you know what? Fuck these motherfuckers. Yeah. Let them burn. The people of King's Landing, <laughs> as you're referring to. Yeah. Um, but like. But that, that helped me a little bit. It nah, did. It she did. burnt babies, bro. Of course. But she still, burnt babies. They killed and, Ned. <laughs> yeah, the ba- the babies were like, get her, motherfucker, get him. No, like, but, but that happen. is just, you know, I, I heard, I watched behind the scenes. And, Which are dumb as fuck. And, and, and God. You, you hear the, you, the way hear they the just sit there and they like just soak in their arrogance. Like, yeah, Danny had to do it. I mean, the, the way that, that I, I interpret it is this. She after they got through the gates, they killed the golden army like they were absolutely nothing. Which golden I kind of I I laughed. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But she is this one look where I thought she did a great job acting wise. Where she she kind of looks at this building and the way he explains it was she just remembers all her people, the killing of their father and taking to the throne and fighting for this, and then she just she just snaps. That was basically what he said. This is probably Amelia Clark's best acted season. You know, I'll give I will give her that credit again. My my fault does not lie with the actors. They don't write this script, yeah. right? And you saw that one. I know you saw that one interview with uh, the guy who plays Grey Worm, the girl who plays Miss Sunday, oh, of course, and, her. and the girl who plays. And oh, they're, they're like, not they're not happy how it ends. They're like, what did you think? And they're like, best season ever. Uh, you, you know that's not how they wanted their character to end. I know, and that's the problem. Like the actors don't even they, fucking well, like. It. That's why they were paid a million dollars an episode. Like Lena Heath got paid a million dollars to drink wine from a window and stand from and stand by window. And it's like, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm, I ain't hating. Lena Headley, good for you. Weiss and Benioff are turning their back on eight years of Game of Thrones so they can make Star Wars. That's what this boils down to. Yeah. Because to make an effective Star Wars movie, you need more than three years. Yeah, of course. And they started shooting this season in about October. They probably wrapped it up in, what, December, early 19, somewhere around there. And then they went right in and started making Star Wars. So they've had, they have three years, less than yeah, three full years. They're already, they're already over Game of Thrones. And they were yeah. conceptualizing this, this Star Wars movie back because oh. this took two years to come yeah. out. Dude, they they've been on this Star Wars shit for a while, so like they knew what they're doing. They know yeah. exactly what they're doing, and they knew the, the kind of backlash this was going to get. And like in in the internet age, and we're a part of it, probably me more than you, because I like to bitch on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I, and as somebody said, everybody has that one friend, and I like to respond, "I am that friend." Uh, like we're smarter than we used to be as yeah. an audience when we have the platforms that we do and YouTube and this and that and the we have the way scenes, more to soak we have in. way yeah. more to, to soak in but we also have way more ways to to express our opinion yeah. right the internet is smarter and uh, unfortunately when somebody positive or negative makes a theory video and they have let's say 2 million subscribers even people that didn't feel that way are just going to join the bandwagon just because their favorite dude is saying yeah. it. So, like, it grows and grows and grows and grows yeah. and grows. And that's where you get the petitions and stuff that are happening now. I'm not at that point. No, dude. that's okay, guys. Just, hey, if you didn't like it, voice your opinion, whatever. You didn't like it, go to the next show. I'm ready for the show to end. I'm ready to put it to bed. And you know what? I'm ready for the prequels because I'm, yeah. I'm because they're not DB and Danny. And I'm, I'm You're ready very for much take. willing to, 
and ready for new Game of Thrones yeah. stories of characters I don't know and this, that, and the other thing. So don't get me and, wrong. I'm super and, hyped on all that And shit. no matter what happens next episode, I don't care if everyone in the whole world dies, I'm still going to watch the prequels. Like, I'm still, I Absolutely. still want this Game of Thrones universe. You Absolutely. Know I mean? It's just this game. That's the cool thing about Game of Thrones. It's not one set storyline in, in time. Game of Thrones spans thousands and thousands no. of years. And we only know, what, eight years? No. Like thousands? They have so much more story to tell in other places oh, yeah. that I'm excited for because the, the world is still super interesting right so um you know again my fault lies with those bastards because they chose consciously to end this season short and they knew exactly what they were doing which makes it all the worse now let's kind of dive deep into the episode a little bit um i have two overall points that i want to um kind of go for before we kind of go into the episode itself like beat by beat this is a long one so bear with me because i know you feel differently than me on this one. I think we're going to have very similar opinions okay. on a lot of things. This one I think we're going to see a little differently on. Okay. We were talking very briefly before the episode that you were watching some videos and you could kind of piece together how Danny this this may not have been as rushed as you think because they were subtly yeah. setting it up. Yeah. The Mad Queen turn for a long time. I feel completely differently and here's why. Uh, the whole fucking thing that happened, right? Where Danny's on top of the perch, she has the decision to make, do I go for the red keep and just fucking take it? Or do I blow up the city, which quite frankly, shouldn't have even have been an option. You knew it was going to happen the second they brought up the bells the second time. Shit, maybe even the first. And uh, for me, she didn't need her army. She didn't need the Dothraki. Name one way in this episode that the Dothraki, the Northerners, or her army helped her at all. Well, I would say they helped her, but they did fight. They fought a little bit in the beginning. But they, she didn't need it because she came in. She destroyed the Iron. I mean, Fleet. all she really had. I mean, to come in reality, I think all three dragons would still be friggin' alive. Maybe two of Viserion would probably be dead, but two should be alive, burning everything. And right, and and the Golden Company is gone. The Iron Fleet is gone, and that's all that Cersei had. Right. So in the like when when Danny's dragons. This is the same woman who chained up her dragons for killing an innocent child. Like, that's the compassionate woman. People named their kid Daenerys, which is, I mean, that's their fault. But, like, that, this is the character she was growing to be. And, and all of a sudden she has two dragons. Dude, this sees, this series could have been fucking over four years ago because as soon as those dragons were fully grown, she literally could have gone there. There was no Golden Company. There was no Iron Fleet. All she had was the Lannister army. They could have gone there, burnt that shit to the ground in three seconds and would have taken it and we and we never would have gotten seasons five through eight. So it's like that's why it's so unbelievable. How about the one meme wars? We should go south. Nah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that was funny as yeah. shit. Catelyn saying to Ned, "Don't yeah. go south." He goes, "Okay, Game Done. of Thrones, the end." Like so it's, in reality, that's it. And and that's the thing. Like I'm willing to suspend my logic so we get four more years. That's fine. But the four more years that we got because she could have ended this shit four years ago. The four years we got have been mostly a disappointment. Hold the door, yeah. battle the bastards, being exceptions because that shit was awesome. But Danny could have just gone there. There was no shock to this whatsoever. I don't buy for one fucking second that she was this. 
conflicted Mad Queen because she lost Masandai, because she lost Jora, some dude who wanted to bang her. Like, well, I mean, I think it was a little more than yeah. There, we knew that he loved her. He loved her. It was she lost her other, her fact, second baby. She Rhaegal. lost. She lost the dragon. Okay, great. I got it. I mean, we all. Though I'm, 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 you know, I'm playing devil's. I, I agree with you. I, I, I do think it was rushed. I think if we had more episodes, another season, I think it would have worked a lot better. Yes, Daenerys was the breaker of chains. She was the liberator. She promised to break the wheel, not set the thing on fucking fire. But she does have her way of killing. From the past is fire. When she, understood, but when she said at Karth that she was going to burn cities to the ground, yeah. which is something yeah. you brought up earlier, she did not mean it like this. She meant the evil people because when you look at what she did to Karth, Astapor, and Marine, she set the sa- slaves free. She burned yeah. only the slave masters. She took care of business in the way she needed but, to. She locked the motherfucker in a vault. And, and another thing I go back to is when um, um, Khal Drogo, when he... When he melted, when he poured the, the goddamn gold over her brother's head, like she, she just had that blank stare. He's not a stare. dragon. He's not a dragon. That was the quote. and uh, I, I love a, my one of my favorite quotes is from Lady Elena. Ad, advice when she's asked for advice, mm-hmm. you're a dragon. Be a dragon. Mm-hmm. And that was one I, I just try to go back to. You know. And to counter that point, Daenerys to quote her in another scene said. I'm not here to be the Queen of Ashes. Of course, but then completely contradicted herself. Exactly. And, and, so that's where the writing just, is Just fucked. the creator's words, him saying, in that moment, she just snapped. And that's the... And I that's got like weak. a mental breakdown. Right. I mean, hey, of course, it, it could be cliche, but she, she had, did have a lot of shit out She had that dream where she was walking through the... Um, through the Red Keep and the throne. People and thought it was, was snow. People, yeah, yeah. But we now know it was ash. Yep. And so, like, yeah, there was definitely subtle things for years. Yeah. But, dude, if you really, really, truly believe that they had this shit planned out for years, good for you. I don't buy it. I mean, I would like to add, I would, to be honest, I would, like, next question, boys, how long, how long did you know this was the ending of Game of Thrones? And I just don't believe, when, I don't believe When you met J.R. Martin three, George. Four year, George, when you met him. Did, did you guys talk about how you wanted this to end? Because I know... They George, were supposed to because that's the only reason he greenlit the show. George even said that they talked that his books has a similar ending, not yeah. the same similar. He's like, even some of the secondary characters are mostly the same. Very have little little changes. That was... Remember, though, they had this meeting, I think it was even eight years ago, before the show was ever on, and they read the books, Benioff and Weiss, and were huge fans. They met up with George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin said, how does the show end, and who is Jon Snow's mother? And they got it. Apparently, they got it right. And George R. R. Martin greenlit the series. Yeah. I don't know if that was in the contract of they can't change the ending or blah, blah, blah. I'm sure well, maybe I'm sure it they was. Had, he probably made them touch a few points where they had a touch. And then the rest, he said, don't touch. Or, right. And the, and the problem with that is that was all before the Star Wars shit. And, yeah. And, yeah. and now, you know, fast forward six years later to billions and billions of fucking uh, dollars and millions upon millions of fans yeah. and one of the biggest cultural phenomenons in the world yeah. and along comes Star Wars which to no, no doubt is actually bigger than Game of Thrones no matter what you want to think um, Star Wars is bigger when that came along they were like fuck we're at a crossroads do we go out with dignity and maybe do we delay the Star Wars stuff even though it's on Disney's roadmap do we say no to it or do we do this and, and uh, fuck with the sanctity uh, of this of our baby, and I have to imagine George R. R. Martin is not happy with this. I would like to hear after everything's done. I want, you know, I want to hear his thoughts about it. And I hope then, he writes a memoir, yeah. and we hear it when he dies. And like, I hope Something. he writes his true feelings, and never shows anyone, and says like, read it after I after go or something. Her. And then the other thing I'm thinking, like, David Benoff, they grew up on Star Wars, so 
maybe this is their this is their mm-hmm. baby. You know, I agree. So they kind of just threw Game of Thrones kind of on the back burner. These and these Star Wars movies could be great, but I still don't believe it because they still wrote season five, and season five was probably before all this Star Wars stuff, and that was bullshit. The Sand Snakes and Dorne yeah. were awful. I know that was your most hated. I just thought it was okay. It was awful. I know the was only redeeming quality season. was that fucking fight between the mountain and the viper. That was the yeah. only fight. Now, I think you're going to like what I have to say here. Dude, Cersei and the Night King were literally for nothing. They yeah. were wastes. See, I didn't mind the Night King. I didn't mind. But Cersei, I minded a lot. All of it for her. All yeah. of it. And I'll even give you the Night King. I'm done that. I've had that rant. I'll keep it on Cersei. She was for fucking nothing. Yeah. Everything she did has zero consequence. This is the woman who blew up the sept with wildfire and sat there and watched it fucking burn and yeah. then her son jumped out of a window. Yeah. This is a badass, yeah. probably the most badass female character in the history of television. And she went out like a crying... Yeah, I, I, nothing. It was like the whole time she just had her wall and had her paid army, and she just kind of stood there hoping for some miracle that someone was going to take this dragon down. And all of it was just for a swerve. All of this badassery was literally so they could say, with one and a half episodes left, gotcha. Yeah, Daenerys is the bad. In the end, becomes the bad person. Oh my yeah. god, can you believe it? Like. I would have given anything to see a true Cersei Daenerys battle, and even with a dragon in play. Like when you look back on it now, dude, there is zero percent chance that Cersei would have beaten that dragon if if a scorpion bolt doesn't hit. And we'll get to that. Oh, hundred percent. But like, oh man, the thought of maybe if they just injure Drogon and how maybe that could have played off. Cersei had a chance. She literally had a zero percent chance to win. Like, she came I just, out like a groveling. She baby. didn't have. There was no backup. Like you know, I know there, the fire. You saw some wildfire explosions. That was because the Mad King had yeah, set those. Had some hidden around around yeah. their place. But I, I thought she would have had at least a backup plan rather than having twenty arrow. You know what I mean? Like I just thought <laughs> you, you you have Kyburn. Who number one? I loved how he, he went. So I good. loved how he, that was he one of my was, favorite parts. Was so good. He was and he and up in the Red Keep. He's like she's like I have the golden or I have the Iron Fleet. The Iron Fleet of Burning. Oh, dude, that, that whole scene. Well, I have the Golden Company. Decimated. Dead. Dude, decimated. <laughs> was I was died. like, oh, man. And then her just, well, just one, just, just, no, it just, I, and then she just crumbled and then she cried and, ugh. So we'll get to all of that. Yeah. Let's talk about the deaths in this, uh, in this episode at a, at a big picture scale and then we'll start diving in piece by piece. I'm going to go through the deaths and you just say one word. Are you satisfied or not with the way they went? And we'll dive into it deeper as we go into the analysis. I just want to know what a big picture. It's, it's, it's tough for Varus. I, I know he's the first one. It's tough. Varus. I knew he was going to die horrible death. I always said that. You did. Multiple times. And I'll say, just to be short, I'll say I'm happy. Okay. So, yes. The Golden Company. I left. I thought it was good. I got I got left. The Iron Fleet. It pissed me off because that, that when they killed Ro, it was just to kill a dragon. Yep. It, they, they never, to me, they never had a shot. They you, all should have been decimated. You're on. I I hated I fucking another reason he just shows up on shore. I that was the worst scene of the series. You know, and and people were saying when when uh, Tyrion asked I was to smuggle, it was the boat. Yeah, he wanted to smuggle the boat on yeah. shore, and he just stumbles upon. I fucking hate. I hated it. It's the worst scene of the. Uh, hated. He should have died on, again. It's when Jamie. Two seasons ago, should have got when he got flame broiled by Drogo. When him and when Braun just jumped in front of him, they should have been gone already. Yep. That's when they should have died. Yeah, that's why the season. And his sucks. ending here, horrible. Kyburn. loved it. Yep. Loved uh, it. The bo- uh, let's go with the Hound. 
I, I, I was probably my favorite part of the episode. Okay, so I would assume the mountain falls in there because they went together. I, I loved it. Okay. It, to me, his hatred for his brother conquered his fear over dying, over fire, over anything. He protected Ari. He got her out of there. He said, look at me, kid. Like, I feel like that's the only thing that probably Hound cared about. Yeah. We'll get to the yeah. why I think the Arya part of that was stupid. I, I, you hate it, but I, I we'll get to that. Cersei. Hated it. We know that. Yep. Hated and it. Jamie. Jamie hated it. And he right. was dude. He was the to me. He's the best story arc of the whole show, and they ruined it in one in two episodes. The Varys death. His letters. So he was writing multiple letters. Not yeah. a lot of people realize that he was writing multiple letters. So those letters saying that Jon Snow is the true king and heir of the throne will make it around the Seven Kingdoms. I'll be interested to see if they um, actually do get to people that do you come think, in do you think and do they something. Got to people? I, they will for a you thousand think? fucking percent. Yeah, his little birds will take him. Hell yeah. Well, that girl got flame-broiled. What's that? The, his little bird got flame-broiled with that lady. That wasn't her. Are you sure? It was a different girl. I could have sworn it was D- her. Different girl. Okay. Um, but Tyrion tells Varys that it was him who snitched, and yeah. Varys was there like, it's okay. Goodbye, old well, friend. I think at that point... What he, the fuck? He, I think he just knew he was dead. I think he... I, but does that make it right? Does it make it good? I don't, I don't want to just justify it and say it's Game of Thrones logic. Is that logic flawed is my question. I, I would say no because if Tyrion did rat him out, he's dead. Tyrion had to say it was Varys. So, but Varys' reaction of, eh, okay, goodbye, old friend. Like, I, I like that he took his rings off because it's like it leaves something from him behind. And, like, I like that that's sneaky, probably really clever. And then he'll get his letters out, you know. It's like, was there poison in there? Is there a letter in a little chamber in his rings? Like, I don't know. What, uh, what could he be leaving? Varys is just like, I just think he wants to leave a part of him behind so, you know, he doesn't, because those rings would have melted and then there literally would have been nothing left of him. And I think I like that idea. But like his reaction of just like, nah, okay. And Tyrion, dude, old Tyrion, I don't know if old Tyrion does that. Like, I don't know if he admits it and says it was me. Like... Well, if Tyrion doesn't say it was Varys, he they all die. They're all getting flame. I don't. I'm, I don't. I don't think I have a problem with him doing being the one who snitches. I just don't think he like old Tyrion is the one who says to Varys, "It was me," and like looks him right in the eye and says, "Like it, it was me. I did." Well, it. there was shame in his eyes. Like, it's not like he was like, "It was me." I know there was you definitely know. shame in his eyes. Like I, I, I get that. It's just to me, it was just like another goodbye, old friend, unsatisfying death. And yeah. like I would have loved Varys to to die. Like in I any mean. Way. I, he did die a horrible death. He got burned alive. That's a horrible death. Yeah, great. But like, in his sleep, Grey Worm slits his and throat. And you, you know what like she said? What she said? It reminded me of, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> like, that's what, that, her tone, that's what it reminded me of. Okay, so let's get into this Arya stuff. Okay. And I got a lot. So like, bear with me. Okay. Arya and the Hound, right? Early in the episode, they just walk up to the army and they're like, I'm Arya Stark. I'm here to kill the queen. And they're like, Okay, but th- but she hasn't said that line before. Like she said that line before when it was the Ed Sheeran cameo I know. and this and that. I know, and they la- it was in season one when they laughed at I'm Arya Stark, I'm Ned well, Stark's well, daughter. Last season, well, last season was the Ed Sheeran cameo. Yeah, when she tried to say it to the gates to get. But by she still said like it again. I mean, I'm just saying she's not like the, this is the first time she said it. But the point is, the guards were like, okay. Don't go. No, don't leave. It's oh, a little bye. girl. What are, what are they going to expect? That little girl is going to. They don't know what we know. You know what I'm saying? Why does it matter if she's I'm a girl? I'm just saying. Why does it matter? I'm just saying. And their minds. She's like, with a giant dude. <laughs> like, what's, yeah, it, what's it matter if she's a girl? They have a wall to get through, the whole town, the Golden Company, the mountain. Like, there's a lot of okay. stuff that they would have to get through. If so facto, you have a whole army and it's two people on a horse, and she just literally said, I'm going to go kill your ruler. Why the fuck doesn't everybody just gang well, up and kill well, him the right guy, there? Well, the guy. Wasn't it just one guy? It was four at least. 
but there was a whole bunch of tents around. Why isn't there a horn or some shit that gets Who sounded? And they all a, not everyone has a horn. Someone handy. is always on defense. There's always I'm, a lookout. I'm sure. There's always a but lookout. Maybe it was out taking Sound the horn! Maybe he was out And they all come out, and the they're boxers, looked, and they swing swords, and they kill her. The guy looked didn't weak. Make sense. They just like Compared walk on by. They just walk on by. Okay. Uh, so... The whole thing, right, when they're in that map room, which I love that map room. It's such a cool room. They're in that map room, and they're walking all the way through. This is fast-forwarding to when Danny's going ape shit crazy yep. and everything's crumbling, right? So we're kind of going wishy-washy through the episode. Arya walks through with the hound, right? And they're walking, they stop in the map room, and the hound turns and says, Girl, don't come any further. You're gonna die. I have vengeance. That's the only thing I give a shit about. I got a mission. It's one mission. I'm gonna go do it. He knew he was dead, but he said yeah. to her, Don't come with me. Or you're gonna die too. My whole point, my whole point is why the fuck did Arya go all that way from Winterfell on horseback with him all the way through to the map room, all that way to just say, Yeah, you're right. Goodbye. When Cersei was literally the number one person on her list since season True, one. But at the time, shit was crumbling. I think he knew everything was it coming to the ground. It took away from her character. It took away. You know the only reason she did that, right? You know the only reason she did that. The only reason she took that entire trek and then listened to him and said, Yeah, you're right. I'll forego killing the one person I've wanted to kill for eight years just because you tell me to is so she could be there for all that shit to crumble and have all the ash over her face. Yeah, and they, they wanted it was to just show... a convenient setup for her to be in King's Landing. All the rest was bullshit. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say it's a convenient oh, setup. Oh, come on. I mean, she wanted to kill her. I don't think she was expecting the drug to burn everything the fuck down. Understood. I got it. But when it's not like she was outside of the city gates watching the dragon happen dude when that she was in the city when the dragon started fucking shit up she literally could have been like all right i'm out peace there's a dragon but it but no, didn't she get kept it pressing but, on. but it didn't get they weren't in it until near the end when every, literally the map room started fucking cracking she, that's what and that's what like get the hell out the only redeeming part of that uh, scene was when she called him sandor like i loved that because it was like hum, it was humanizing it was Let's yeah. forgive and forget all the shit we went yeah. through. We're friends, or at least we respect each other. You I would say that's the thing. only person probably in the world that the Hound liked. <laughs> probably. I think he likes Sansa, too. He has a lot of respect Oh, in for the her. end, yeah. In the end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like... Because what, what she went through. So, she ends up... Like, Arya's whole arc now is confusing, because you know the whole thing is she's, she is going to ride off and go back to Winterfell and try to... Or Dragonstone well, and try to kill well, Danny. Well, in, in, the tra- in the trailer, you kind of see her. She's out when yeah. she's giving her a big king so, like. Speech. So I just want to, in in one quick arc, explain Arya's season eight. So Arya, sh- they, they write Arya, again, this is not Maisie Williams' fault. They write Arya to shock kill somebody that's never been on her list, and she gets to be the one to end the Great War. Yet the number one target for this trained assassin, yeah. she walks the fuck away from at the advice of somebody she once thought she killed. Like, it just doesn't add it, up. It, it's a plot device to get her into King's If landing. there wasn't a dragon involved, I would agree 120% with you. But Then what's the reason? Just the, circ- just the circumstance. If you stay here, you're going to die with me. You're going to get burned. You're going to get crushed. You may get the kill, but you ain't getting out alive. She's still a little girl. Arya just wants the kill. But she's I'm still a girl. I think people forget that. She's a girl. Just because she's this badass. I understand. We love her. She's a badass assassin. But she's a 15-year-old girl. I I, I don't think we're going to see eye to eye on that one. I, I, which we, is okay. Well, we won't. I don't expect this. So, so now we get to Jamie. 
<laughs> I know, I know well, you want to. I know you want to rain on this one a little bit. Jamie frees himself from Cersei at the end of season seven, right? He walks away, yeah. and we're like, "Hell yeah!" The largest redempting arc, even bigger than Theon and all that stuff. The biggest redemption arc in the history of the show, only to go back to her quiveling in five episodes, yeah. dude. That's all we got. What a weak man! At the end of it, he was well, a weak man. Well, he. Did, I think it was the last two episodes. He really kind of even last episode when he left. Yeah, the two episodes yeah. when he left. That's when to me that was the fall of Jamie Lannister. Once he went back, to, I, you, you ruined your whole arc. His buildup, we all hated his guts from episode one. So he was getting his hand chopped off, saving Brienne with the bear, to everything else he did to stick up for for, for Brienne and Brienne to him. And then he just he was basically like a like a like a fuck boy. He basically just took took her virginity, and then all right, let me go back to my sister. It just so you just wasted seven eight years of my life invested in your ass. I'm like, dude, he's become my favorite character. I used to hate your guts. No, I I, I love you. Now, it, it sucks. Now, Brienne at this point does not know she that no Jamie idea. went back to, yep. to love Cersei. He, she thinks he may have. Now, she was crying and stuff. Like, she might have an idea, but maybe... She, the, she knows he went I back think to she, Cersei. I think she so, knows. too. But maybe somehow she thinks he went back to kill her. He, she doesn't know this yet. Does she show up in this last episode as an ally to Danny, Or, because she was sworn to the Stark girls, does she go and fight for them against Danny? She like, might have to. And I think just to see what the, where the hell like what happened to Jamie. I think her not knowing would would hurt her would, of like not at least trying. She's going to find out that Jamie's yeah. dead. Yeah. Does she die in this episode? I would say no. You think she makes it out alive yeah. to the end? Yeah. Okay. Then I think that that almost gives away, in my opinion, because I'm with you. I agree that how this show is going to end. I mean, we'll get to predictions yeah. kind of towards the end of this. Um, so I want to keep going. We're actually farther along than I thought, and we still have some stuff. We have like four more points. Um, so this Euron thing, right? Number one, I still, and I said it every every week, I'm saying it again, I still don't think we ever see Yara again. Yeah, you said that. And if I get one more episode, then it's right. <laughs> but now that Euron's out of the picture, Theon's dead, yeah. and and he sent all those little letters. Yeah. Does she come back? Do we get a Yara? I mean, I, I still, I would still like to see some shot of some her. Some finality. I just something because she's the only one left. If it, if the show ends with shots of every kingdom and then like Gendry, yeah, even if we just heard her own land or just Gendry at Storm's like, end. Okay, she's cool. She made it back alive. That's yeah. cool. But I, Euron to me should have died on his Bro. ship for him to just magically show up when just uh, Jamie's kind of walking in the back door and they and they have a stupid fight. And I, like I didn't even care. like I wasn't even excited about the fight. I was like, "Why is this guy walking up on shore?" Yep, it was when literally when Nash and I were watching that, and he's walking on the beach, and then Euron shows up, and they like we literally like, "Oh, oh my god!" And we started yeah. laughing at how stupid it was. Before that, though, so Danny at at like literally just a few episodes, Danny flies at Euron when she kills Rhaegal. She flies like, right like, at him. Like I said from the beginning, like, you started all the way up here and you yeah. came down which you should have done from the fucking beginning. And when she did in the beginning, a couple episodes, she flies at him and they're shooting at her and they're missing, but she turns around instead of going back at them or going behind them and all that stuff. We've talked about that. But this time, the scorpion arrows miss. She just magically takes them all out because she comes down from a high angle. Here's the problem with that whole scene. Who fired the scorpion that killed Rhaegal? Yeah, Euron. Euron, And right? he wasn't shooting. And he was three for three. And he wasn't shooting. Why the fuck wasn't yeah, he shooting? 100%. The guy should have yeah. been there. Dude, they've been O forever since. They're like yeah. the flyers on the yeah. power play. <laughs> like, let's go. You know, yeah. they went three for three in scorpion kills. Yeah. Uh, get over here yeah. style. When it's Euron behind the helm, he gives it up to what? 
tell them, shoot here, shoot here. They're on a boat. It's rocking. Yeah. You can't hit them. And, and now it's, it makes even more sense of why I think everyone should have been more upset with Rhaegal. It's it's, it makes no sense ridiculous. that Rhaegal died because of conveniently Euron was manning because the then there'd be two dragons point. burn the city and then it's all yeah. over again it's all useless so Euron I, the battle was fucking stupid yeah. right the fight with stupid. Jamie was just a stupid fight but I actually think it had a purpose which is weird for me because yeah. I hated it and it was fucking dumb one of the dumbest scenes ever in Game of Thrones history but I truly truly think it had a point and I, I have been in all my theory videos that I've watched and all my podcasts that I've listened to I have yet to hear this point and I think it might make sense so I want you to either okay. confirm or de- debunk it for me here Euron may not have killed Jamie with those stab wounds that should have obviously killed him yeah. and when he lays on that rock and says I'm the man who killed Jamie Lannister yeah. right he got his his satisfying satisfaction, end, yeah. which turns out that he didn't actually yeah. directly kill Jamie Lannister however when Jamie comes down into the, well, I'm calling them the crypts for lack of a better term, to try and get out of the exit with Cersei yeah. with the, in that place where they die, the, under, the underground, and those and the rocks have formed yeah. to block the exit, yeah. dude, Euron might have been the one to kill Jamie because the fight that they had delayed him. It delayed Jamie getting to Cersei, which delayed them getting out. If he doesn't fight Euron, he gets in there, yeah, but he that, grabs that, her and gets out, and maybe they beat the rocks falling and they get away. I mean, and and that's true. I mean, again, it, hey, to me, it's a 50-50 shot. You know, it's just all speculate. It could happen, to, you know. But but I think it makes sense. Like, I think Euron, even though he didn't get the actual satisfaction of the killing blow, he delayed him enough to where those boulders filled the exit. He couldn't get out with her, and they died. And in turn... He was responsible. He wasn't the sole factor. Yeah. He was responsible. I, mean, I, I haven't heard that yet, and I think that makes a lot of sense as I re kind of re- think back on how fucking I mean, dumb that if fight that, was. If that makes you feel better, oh, it go do it. Oh, it doesn't. But to me, that's just I, I would say no, and it was just stupid. Because we'll never know. I mean, yeah. it was the it was stupidest stupid, yeah. fight of the season and one of the stupidest. Which I thought it was about. I thought it was going to be the, the stupidest part of the episode, but it got even dumber. Uh, what, I don't have that in my list, so you go ahead and talk about what you're talking. No, it was right after. It was with, with Cersei and her. Oh, gotcha, it's just a gotcha, character gotcha. that we from season one we know how evil they are. She was she is expecting some kind of bad or like just someone getting the satisfaction to kill her. Whether it was Sansa, Arya, I want like I wanted Jamie to do it. So how fucking funny was it? So so how funny is it when? Four guards and the mountain and Kyburn are escorting her down the stairs, and the hound sees them. Uh, I like, I like that he let her go. Hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. I'm fine with that. But like the four nameless henchmen just die in one hit. Oh, right. Just, yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Then the Kyburn thing happens, which we'll talk about in just a second, which was the fucking funniest ever. It was great. And then Cersei's just like, all right, peace. And she yeah. just walks away. Super funny. I thought yeah. that was real. That was like a great hidden moment there. So she sees Jamie in that same And he didn't room. even look at her. His eyes nope, were on mountain. Right on the mountain. Yeah. So like, there's that, again, they're utilizing this map room because it's the last time we're ever going to see it. So yeah. they're utilizing it. Jamie sees her. Did you for any second when they were in their embrace think he was going to put a dagger in her no, stomach? No. You thought the whole time yeah. that he was here to love yeah. her? I did have a doubt for just a second. And I think it was more of a... Cross my fingers and praying they do I, something. I, I just said, like, please I did, kill him. I just said this. I said this is how they're gonna go. This is it. Did and you? Then... Did you for one second think because you predicted this? Did you for one second think that as Jamie was making his way through and Arya leaves the Hound, that they would have run into each other? Arya kills him, takes his face, and like you said, Arya kills her with Jamie's face. It, did it, you at all think that that was Arya? I, I, I'll say no, I didn't because they were on Arya. They showed her just going away. If mm-hmm. they didn't show me as as, mu- as many scenes as that, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. But 
they started like, no, she's going. There's so, no way. She's so going. now we get to the Cersei death, right? Yeah. The Cersei death, and then we have the Clegane Bowl, and then um, one more Arya thing. Uh, so we have the, the Cersei death, which we both agree was fucking stupid. Of all the characters that we have theorized over the years to kill her, it was a boulder. Now, granted, yeah. it was Danny as the reason yeah, the boulders yeah. were collapsing. So technically, Danny got the kill. Yeah. But we didn't even see him die, dude. They, that we see the boulders. We see the yeah. The, people the were ash. speculated they could be alive. They are not I, fucking alive. I, I think they're dead. I was yeah. like, I, I think they're dead. They ain't fucking Maybe the one line, the only line I did like, he said nothing else matters, was like a callback from season one. I think of them yeah. too. A lot of callbacks. That was season. okay. That would have been the only line I was like, okay, that was okay. Everything else was garbage. Uh, but uh, like a falling boulder that we don't even see them die. Oh, my baby, my die. baby. It's, you never showed like I, you could be making all that shit up. Like I, I just didn't like it. So again, she it never showed land. that she was yeah. even pregnant. It, it there never, was no baby landed. bump, nothing. And all of a sudden she cares about her kids. And all of a sudden she says she doesn't want to die. Like she literally all of her brevity, all of her stoicism gone. And she devolves into this quiveling, uh, mess of a woman who man i think she was such a strong-willed individual fuck gender she was a spoiled she was a, brat but that's what she was fuck gender dude she was awesome she was a great villain and it turns out she was nothing yeah all yeah. for nothing it was, you just got us to hate this character build so much hate with this character we she millions of us wanted this kill to be someone important rather than falling she break. killed the entire fucking tyrell family yeah. yeah the whole family and the high sparrow and all of those innocent well people she didn't she didn't sense. kill lady olena she killed herself well i mean jamie if so was, fact, jamie though. was gonna kill her true but jamie was she, but, she, but she went out like an og <laughs> she did she was awesome dude she was great grandma tyrell rest in pieces she was awesome uh so anyways that's the whole cersei thing super disappointed that nobody got the kill and it was done kind of off screen where we actually didn't see her take her last breath it was just a little disappointing uh something that you don't believe was disappointing was clegane bowl yeah i i, I thought it was my favorite part of the episode to be honest mm-hmm. i mean obviously i love drogon kind of just i just visually i love i thought that was great yeah and we'll but get into our top three at the just, end of this list of our it top was just this moments. bowl like it was we knew about it for a couple seasons we were waiting for it and i thought it paid off sure um, I I like that you actually saw the mountain like had his ugly deformed body and face yeah, and the fifth actor that's played him. Yep. Um, I think it was like literally the third or fourth actor that's played the mountain. But um, I I appreciate when he shedded his armor. That was cool. Um, and I think the hound knew after those stab wounds of like fuck, you're not dying. You Yo, and and he had a couple moments where he laughed, but his tongue yeah. out. Ah, he's getting you know yeah. like that was I, and I they, did and, like that. And they called back to the viper scene. Oh where he's man, I got nervous out. for a second. But of of course, God only knows how he can fucking see because you hear it go. Well, you see, though, no, his one eye got his messed one eye up, fucked, but yeah. then the one that his right eye I think popped open. Yeah, well, know? God, God forbid, because uh, you got to see him tackle him through a wall of bricks that magically was weak enough to come down. But anyway. um... He stabs him, stabs him, stabs him. Why won't you die? He knows at that point he's defeated. Yeah. And I like that. I like that desperation that yeah. they were shown there. That's why it was a little underwhelming, but it was still cool. I didn't like that they kept going back to Arya and stuff like that and try to draw parallels. Like, I just would have liked it if they kept the scene on Clegane Bowl. We've waited eight years. I'm okay with that fan service moment because I wanted it too. Uh, but at the ending, it was just – it was okay. I'm co- totally yeah. okay with it, right? But when he stabs him in the head – In the eye. Whatever it was. And the, the mountain pulls it out. Yeah. You, you. I was so hyped. You, know, you, you really think that. I, like, is the mountain even dead? 
I, I if think he doesn't dead. dab I mean, I, stab I, him to the head, well, that, is the a fall. fall I, kill I think that fall what in, kills into him? fire. I, that, he has to lose his head. Like, I that's think it. that. Well, he, I think that killed him. I would say he's dead. You know, they of course it had to be into the fiery depth because of the hound being afraid of fire. Yep. Blah blah blah. And the one thing I'll say is these fucking idiots. And I'm sorry if you're one of them. I don't mean that you're an idiot. These fucking idiots that say he overcame his fear of fire to kill his brother. It was a fucking wall. Well, he had no idea there was fire down there. Well, he had no clue. I mean, I, I would no ass- clue. I would assume that there was fire everywhere. So there's a no, dragon. You don't know. That. There was a dragon flying next to him as they were fucking fighting. You don't know you, that the landing you, spot. You know, you, are, you don't see this orange flame coming up? Stevie Wonder could see it. Dude, you had don't no... Don't get crazy. It was a wall. You have the no idea. The wall was in pieces. I watched it twice. Do you see the whole drove? Do you even see flames at some point? Mm, there was, Dude, they I'm, fell a fucking long way I'm, before you see any flames. Dude, you, how much fire, how much smoke would be there? You know you're fucking engulfed in flames. Nah, I don't know. I, if you watch it back... I, I, I want you to go back it, but... to the Great Wars and I want you to witness that, brother. <laughs> I just like, dude. I don't know if he knew there was actually fire down there. I think he. Regardless, he knew if he speared him, the wall looked weak. It was in pieces. He, he just knew he was to, dead. He, he knew he was dead. When he was, let me laughing, try to take he, you with me. Yeah, he knew he was dead when exactly. he was laughing and blah blah blah. And we knew. Well, I mean, we all knew he was dead when he took Arya and, and said to leave. Like, well, he, he knew he, he said, was dead. "I'm not coming back." I mean, yeah. they in my head it was okay. This day, I don't go. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. And and again, it was okay. Like, I don't have a problem with it. It was just kind of like. Cool, we got it. Move on. Uh, what'd you think of that Kyburn death? That was awesome. That, I mean, that that alone could be like my number three because it was just so fun. Your queen said, didn't even think about it. Your number three? <laughs> Dude, it, it was just, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. if you didn't laugh, like that piece of shit deserved even worse. But Sir Gregor, obey your queen. Smash dead, gone. Like and the way and then they like he hits the rocks when he throws. Doesn't them. even move. Doesn't move yeah, an, an yeah. inch, and they hold on him for a second, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude, I, I laughed. I was like, he gone. It was great. I yeah. thought the Kyburn death was yeah. so satisfying. Arguably one of the most satisfying deaths because man, he got away with a lot of shit. Kyburn is an evil dude. Yeah, I yeah. hated that yeah. guy. Sorry, reason mountains there. So good for them for kind of paying through on that. I like that a lot. Uh, all right. What'd you think of Arya's like with the mom and the kid? You saw him like four or five times through the, the episode. And I, I literally made a note. I know you didn't like the the Arya, the whole arc of you know the game ball going back and forth, but I it it just showed her what it, and it gave viewers of what it was like on the ground trying to survive this shit. Right. And and she had and she got to see all these mothers, sons, kids. Well, they daughters. they zoned in on the mother yeah. and daughter. So yeah, when she, when she runs in at the end, and I just at that moment I thought. Danny just made the list. By the way, a, a, a stuffed horse survived dragon fire because you see the outline of a horse. Give me a fucking break. That thing burns and disintegrates. But uh, people so, were speculating the horse did brand send it. Like I, I know that that was that could horse, be a possibility. Dude, I, I know whose horse that was for no doubt. It's actually right here. So uh, Arya shit Many was so face God. Arya shit was so dumb with the mother and child callback. She survived the unsurvivable. Which by the way, she should have died four times and all that fire and stuff like that. Um, only to find. A perfectly clean. That was bloody. There was blood. There was blood on it. There was no. I thought it was there's there's little, dirt. I thought there was dirt. I thought there was dirt. There was dirt because of whose horse it was and what horse it was. But like this perfectly unscathed, we'll call it. Not a limp. Not a scratch on the damn horse. Perfectly fine. Right in the middle of the city street. You think a horse knows how to hide? 
<laughs> like, well, the horse thought to himself, I better get into the cellar. Maybe the barn was reinforced. <laughs> like, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Targaryen barn. It's impervious <laughs> to fire. Uh, so, yeah, I guess the pale horse, which, again, is a callback, um, knew how to survive the unsurvival. I guess the horse knew how to take shelter. Uh, and now she rides off to kill Danny. I think that horse was Harry Strickland's horse. Harry Strickland? Yeah, he was the leader of the Golden Company. He was the guy who like survived the dragon, yeah. and then he was running. And then they got flame world. Didn't they get the flame one world? guy survived? Remember? And then he stands up, and he's like, "Whatever." And he sees all the yeah, 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 coming. but so he runs, and then Grey Worm hits thought, him from behind I with a spear. I thought they shot. I thought they showed his horse dead. No, they showed his horse laying down on the ground and not burnt. So that's the thing, man. I, the horse, I watched it twice. I thought I looked at the second movie. His I, neck was pa- broken. Pause the scene. I pause the scene. Yeah. I'm thousand percent on it. It has to be his horse because that was a it was a same horse, white pale horse, um, laying down in the ground, unburnt and twitch. I, so like, I thought maybe like the many faced god or something brought it back or something, or like that's the, the Lord the, of Light, or, or that's the like the ghost is the white ghost is supposed to represent death. People say that. Um, Bran warged in the it, Exactly. It could be. It could, I mean, that could be. I'd believe it. Nah, Bran ain't doing shit. Uh, they show it laying on the ground so Danny doesn't torch it. Can, so that that was that. I mean, like, that was the episode. Can I, can I say one thing where we didn't mention? Yeah. I, I, one thing I didn't like about, I haven't liked about Jon Snow, which is not his fault, it's the writing. All his fucking lines were, you're my queen. I love you. Like, I, I, I would just He's so, a one sentence kind of guy. I'm just so Except over that, that and like. Speech. You like he's still sticking to that that Super. Ned that Ned honor like, yes you like you know he's Ned, Ned Stark's honor code like it was his honor code but you know that he like did what outside his code to help out someone else so it's like you could have done that shit for her you couldn't have just been like ah oh, fuck it only us know when she's like making out with him and he just stands there and dude he I, I it was so uh, dumb I, I would I just hate how this this is turning yeah. out. His only goddamn speech, he sounded like he was out of breath because he's only used to saying one sentence at a time. He can't I, I, handle I, I, paragraphs. I'm just tired of hearing you're my queen. I'm tired of hearing it. It's the justification for everything yeah, he does. I'm just tired. It's, sh- it's a shame. Like you could be my queen, loyalty. but I can't kiss you. Grow up. It's blind loyalty. Grow up. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was the episode. Let's dive in quickly into predictions for the last ever episode of Game of Thrones. I mean, I would still say, like, I, she's on da- uh, Danny's on Arya's list. Who who's gonna get the final Her kill? Her don't fucking matter no more. Everyone's Who, dead. I mean, honestly, now I would kind of say Jon Snow gets the final kill. He doesn't want the throne. He gives it up to Sansa, Sansa and he, and and, and, and he goes back to Ghost. Sansa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree that Sansa sits on the throne, but I also think the throne moves to Winterfell. Um, or maybe Danny the burns the fucking throne. I don't think there's going to be a throne, like in, in a traditional. Does sense. she switch back to the old Danny that we know and love? <laughs> yeah, that, just like seriously. That. What if you just no. like I got that out of my system? How, <laughs> how many people would be so butthurt? Like you know, I, I, I reached my threshold. I made my quota. Okay, guys, uh, Game of Thrones. I I, I think Sansa is the one who sits yeah, on the same. Iron Throne, and um, I don't think it's about the Iron Throne anymore. Like that's the cool part that I do like. But about that's all show. it's been for her. Like all she wanted was the throne to sit the, there. The throne. They didn't actually show it in this episode, so we don't know if it survived. I'm well, we assuming saw, well, it did. The walk. Didn't we see when she was walking in the ashes? Didn't we see it in the background? Of what the trailer for the next episode? Yeah, it was. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. I didn't. I only watched it once because I was so infuriated. Um, but like, I don't think the winner, let's put it this way. I don't think the winner of the game of Thrones will care as much about the throne. I think it's going to be about something greater. And, uh, does Drogon survive? If Sansa, (laughs) if Sansa is the one who is the ruler, we'll just call it the ruler. She's fucking the smartest one right now, dude. She's the 
arguably the best character, the, the character like- with the most sense left. Sounds arguably, like- yeah. And as much as we don't like her, and Remember, we dude, predicted, she was, dude, she was under Littlefinger. Yeah, and as much as we don't like her, and actually predicted her to die, both of us. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking she's gonna win the Game of Thrones because, like, I, I hope it's not the fact though. I hope it's not John who wins it and then gives it to her because then all the feminists are gonna come out, and I'm gonna get pissed off about it too because, like, you don't just give it. Let Sansa fucking earn it. She deserves it, I think. She's been through a fucking lot in this show, and she's a great character. Yeah. Uh, she had a little bit of a bitch douche moment, but that's yep. okay. She got past it. Uh, my biggest thing, man, I really hope Bran plays a part in however it ends. Yeah. Like, please, 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 please. Don't let that hold the door CB oh, for not. Like, please, yeah. man. Because yeah. he has so much, a, a, I mean, perceived power. We actually don't see it that much anymore. I really hope they maybe, cleverly write him into maybe something. Maybe the horse was running. He runs to Bran. He says, Arya, you have to kill her. Do this. Does he warg into Drogon? That that would be cool. Wouldn't it? Okay, can I can I say my my hope, which I don't think is going to happen, she but I says, hope. She says Jakaris, and he's warging into Drogon, and he stops Drogon from doing Jakaris. And the Drogon he, doesn't Here do is one of my hopes. I hope it happens, because I, I, I haven't heard anyone say this. This is literally me. I hope eventually Tyrion... Daenerys finds out that whatever what he did what he did and he's sentenced to die. Dracarys, uh, dude, we've heard this one, and he survives the blast. I haven't heard someone say uh, he survives the blast because he's a tar- because he's a Targaryen. We still don't know the. I'm, I'm just saying answer. that. I honestly, I think that could. That's one of the few things they have left that will get me surprised. Let's go over it then. Yeah. Who dies? Does Daenerys? I say yeah. At this point, yeah. Does Tyrion? No. Based on your theory? No. Yeah, exactly. Does Jon Snow? No. Does Arya? This is interesting. Does Arya die? Should have died to the waif. That's okay. But does she survive? This is a really intriguing question for me too. I'm trying to think. Does the woman who Do destroyed... Are two the, Starks going to survive? And does, and does the woman who destroyed the Night King not make it to the end? It's an interesting thought. I'll say she lives. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, Sansa, we well, I'll think. say yeah, yep. lives. Bran, I think. Oh, I mean, he's the third eye. Technically, Bran's dead. He's the third eyed Raven. Like he's not Bran no more. So it's like, do, will he continue to be the third eyed Raven? No. Like at this point, if Bran dies, three eyed Raven or not? I would rather see point. him sacrifice himself to do some crazy. What would he be? He becomes. What are you going to roll his ass in front of a dragon? He fight? becomes Drogon or something. I, I that, just, that was just some some crazy theory. He just becomes him. Like his body dies. He, he mentally he's, he's a dragon. I just think that it's too late for that. Like wh- they then him and John fly off into the sunset. <laughs> if you could see Sam doing the 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 butt slap <laughs> of a horse, that was funny. Uh, I just think it's too late to do anything with him because there's just not enough time, yeah. and it would all feel rushed. Like no matter what they do, it's rushed. At but this point. one one thing I would accept if he became Drogon and John flew on him in the end. In the end, <laughs> I'm happy. Uh, I just hope that he does something. Uh, no, I, I think no matter what happens in this last episode i mm-hmm. still say game of thrones is still one of the best shows ever made yeah. I, it, I, it, first four seasons it's it, it, what they did it's, it's it, one of the most important it, it's up there to me it, it could never be as bad as what they did to dexter no matter what no i don't think it'll be better uh, as bad as dexter but i think the sopranos is still better i think overall yeah i think breaking bad is still yeah. better I, oh it, it stuck the landing you're gonna hate me for this one what from a pure enjoyment standpoint 
How I Met Your Mother is still better. That, that, that's bullshit. The whole last season was garbage. I, Fucking bullshit. I, I Fuck agree. You. I that's agree. dumb. I agree. It was the worst. It was like... Dumb. Don't it was stupid. more. It was stupider than Game of Thrones. But the nine seasons... Before that... No, I, I, I will never agree with you I on enjoy. that. Comment... If, guys, if you think How I Met Your Mother was better Game of Thrones, please let, let me know. From an enjoyment factor, I may have enjoyed it more. And, and uh, I think Friday Night Lights is, is better than Game of Thrones. So... That's embarrassing. Just, just something. If you watch Friday Night, he watches Degrassi. If you so like, probably Degrassi that's better too. Yeah, that's the best. There, there is my point exactly. <laughs> uh, weeds, no, no, not better, no, no, definitely not better. Um, and it's, it's two different. It's, it's tough. To, have you ever comparing... watched Friday Night Lights? Yeah, like the whole show. I watched the first season. Oh, it's so. fucking incredible. Yeah. All right, so top three. We are going to keep it positive. What is your number three for WTF moment or well, your, our three your was already, we already know that it was it, it was Kyburn's Kyburn's kill for both. And I would just say number two is just overall the cinematography of Drogon and dude, it, it was dude, it, it was it's my number two. dude, it, it's, it was gorgeous for you. Yeah. Like no matter what you say about this fucking episode, yeah. it was gorgeous. I agree, motherfucker. And my, my number one was the game ball. I okay. know, I know you're. Cool. I know my number one was Tyrion and Jamie's ending scene. Last moment, yeah, yeah. yeah can't go wrong. So we had number three, and number two, the same. That was the bells. We're gonna get the last ever episode this Sunday. We don't know the title, which I actually like that they do. That Try this season. the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It might be just called Game of Thrones. Like, it, yeah, it, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just called Game of Thrones um, or the Iron Throne or something. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back in a couple minutes. Uh, well, actually, we'll be back in 30 seconds. I don't know why we took a couple minutes. Uh, we'll be back after this word from our ESO Network partners. We are the Metal Geeks Podcast, and on this show, we have heavy metal, comic books, video games, movies, theme parks, and more. Wait, wait, wait. Comics? Yep. And movies? Exactly. Video games? Yeah. Metal? Of course. How does theme parks fit in this? It just does. All of us Metal Geeks can be found at MetalGeeks.net. At Metal Geeks for Twitter. Metal Geeks on Instagram. And Metal Geeks on the Facey Space. You can also find us on iTunes. Subscribe today. Metal Geeks. Again, we're back after a crazy good discussion. I thought that was lively. I'm yeah. sure we missed stuff. That's okay. Um, just let us know. And, uh, oh, um, I actually do. I, I did forget. I asked our listeners to, in one word, sum up the episode. Okay. And I do real quick want to read that. I don't want to let that go because we got the most responses we've ever gotten on any of these posts. So I think we owe it to our listeners to read them all. I said, quick, in one word, what was your immediate first reaction to tonight's Game of Thrones episode? Um, <laughs> okay, we got Anthony Pino. Fuck Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> my Fuck wife, that shot. I agree. My wife, uh, hey, listen, the Eagles got a double doink. Yeah, true. And now Toronto got theirs. Ashley says, awful. Greg G says, Dracarys. Michael Hood Jr. says, oof. Neil McCarthy with a gif of Charizard. Dude, I loved it. I cracked up when I, I was like, that's the best one. Mike Shields says, WTF. That's a cop out, my friend. That is three words. <laughs> hey, but he made it into one. Sean Joseph says, regression. Surprising okay. from our yeah. friend Sean, yeah. Sean Cochiti. Mark Edwin uh, says, wow. Yeah. And we have three Instagrams as well. Let's pull that up really okay, quick. Okay, so they've basically been a little bit all over. M. Cassini says, apocalyptic. Okay. He's not wrong. Uh, underscore music and coffee. His name is Chris. says, exhausting. Okay. Agree with that. And uh, the Long Island comic guys say, annoyed. 
Eh, okay. I mean, I, I think we, we can all agree that everyone was a bit annoyed in that episode. Yeah, so, uh, again, that was that. We wanted to shout that out before we move into the movie section, because we got some stuff to talk about, including John Wick 3's shitty review. I'm just kidding. Yeah, my John, most hyped movie of the year. John Wick 3 is out. When you hear this episode, because it starts on Thursday night, and that's when we're recording. So we got John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum's review. Chock full of inventive set pieces and brutal kills, while also providing new facets to the intricate underworld lore fans of the franchise have come to enjoy. John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum pushes its title character to his breaking point and back, while offering fresh information about his backstory. The action is bloody and over the top, and the emotional throughline remains solid as we follow John Wick on his journey to either save his skin or die trying. 9.0. 8.5. I thought thought that review was like a 12, like the way they said it. I I tell you, that was a good read. I can't wait to see this film. I saw the training he did. I saw Halle Berry train for seven months doing her shit. She looks like a total badass. I can't wait to see this movie on Saturday. A film that I can't wait to see yesterday about the gentleman who wakes up and the Beatles never existed. Yesterday doesn't take too many chances, but it does boast a well-told story with a cast that's game for both its comedic and more dramatic moments. It doesn't hurt also that the Beatles' greatest hits aren't just played throughout, but are crucial to the plot. 6-5. Great. So that's exciting because I really, really can't wait for yesterday. I think we're gonna people are sleeping on that movie. And yeah, really it looks okay. It reminds me of like a the other across the universe. So I, was like, I like that movie. So across maybe music like this. or across the universe is more of a musical and involving Beatles songs. I mean, he definitely because he pretends that he yeah. wrote all these yeah. Beatles songs. So I can see the parallels there. Uh, all right, no spoilers at all okay. on this one, okay? Because it's only been out for a week. My most hyped movie of the year besides Endgame was Detective Pikachu. We both saw it. Yep, kind of. You didn't make it through. I fell asleep before he even met up with Pikachu. So uh, That's crazy. And then I woke up, and then I fell asleep, and I missed the last 25 minutes. So I don't know how it ends. I, say, I can't even say anything. Exactly. So keep it spoiler-free. Uh, big picture. What did you think? Big picture, I thought they they went for the fences, I think, on this film. Dude, it's have, a must-see, right? To have all these dude. I was just giddy seeing Pokemon. Just in the beginning, where you see Pidgeotto, like, oh Pidgeotto, yeah. like just something stupid like that. Like I'm just, I was looking all by eye. I was scanning. Like I want to go over it again because I know I probably missed Poke- you know, Pokemon. Yeah. I just felt myself scanning the screen at all times. This is a movie where you can watch it three, four, five times and still pick up new things every single. Yeah, time. there was a little, a nice little kind of twist near yeah, the end. I, I, was, I, I know how the twist I, was. I was, I was awake yeah. for the twist. I was, I was, I was like, that away. was a nice touch. Saw it a mile away though, right? Nah. I, near the end, I suspected something, but shit! I saw that one in the beginning. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't think that when what when happened it, happened when it flies into yeah. the thing. I was like, okay, that doesn't happen that way. So it was cool. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I was awake for that. I was part. just thinking of something else. I wasn't thinking on that that level. I was waiting for someone else to kind of show up, but that never happened. The first one, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'd love yeah. to see that because that's one of my favorites ever. I mean, but hey, we're, we're getting a sequel. The the movie is doing great financially. Yeah. yeah, I thought it. You know, I'm not saying it's a perfect ten movie, but my childhood is is very happy. Was there any Pokemon that you looked and were like, that, um, did, that didn't work for me? Uh, Gengar looked badass. Yeah, Gengar was cool. That little Cubone man. Yeah, that, that was, was cute as shit. Was, I like that they were like to scale. It, too, it reminded me of Ash going against his first Pokemon, the Caterpie, was, the Caterpie, or was it Pidgey, or or, 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 or he, like maybe he didn't catch it that he attempted. It, was, it might have been a Spearow, or 
something. Well, he hits a Spiro with a head in, in, a rock. in the head with a rock, and that's what draws. The yeah, it, it kind of just it just it was similar. Like he threw a rock like far shit away, and that's where like the Cuban was pretty far when he threw the Pokemon. Like maybe that's what I would just it kind of brought up in my I head. I like I like the Pokeballs in this movie. Oh, and me too. I, and me I too. like like the shake. You know how it's supposed to shake like three times and you catch it. Like I liked that. There was that anticipation of did this dude catch it? And I, and overall, I thought it was just it was for what I saw because again, I'm copping out to the fact that I fell asleep three yeah. different fucking times. So yeah, I missed I, well, a lot. You, you had a thing. The movie started now. We're late. And there the was movie, there, there were some problems. So it was, yeah, it was after a podcast we did. So I knew you were already tired. And and a, and a full work day, yeah. dude. So like, I there was went a lot of factors for a nine thirty show. The previews didn't start until nine fifty. And then it was supposed to be 3D. They don't have a 3D copy. So it starts playing in 2D. And I'm like, guys, take your glasses off. There was yeah. five of us or six of us there. I'm like, take your glasses off. They stop the movie at the Cubone scene. Oh, fucking wow. five, ten minutes in the movie. They didn't do it beforehand. And the manager comes in and starts screaming, guys, we're sorry. We didn't have a 3D copy. Like, you couldn't have fucking told us that. Jesus. Uh, we're going to give everybody a free pass to another 3D movie. Well, that's cool. The well, at least they, they hooked you up with uh, that. Blah, blah, blah. So if you want to come back, you can. Um, I hope you enjoy the movie. And then they start playing it again. And I was like, all right, cool. Out. Yeah. And like. Uh, so it was 10, 15, 10, 30 by the time this movie got rolling, and I was just tired. Dude, and, and that's why I don't like to see movies like late at night now, because just waking up at like four something for work, I'm just too tired. Yeah. I can't give it my full 100% attention. And I, and I can I meant to see this movie Tuesday night of this week. I couldn't. I meant to see this movie last night. I couldn't. I didn't get home from work till super late. Um, so I mean, I, just I, like, I gave the, I gave the movie like a seven, seven five out of ten after just kind of sitting with it. Just thought it was fun for the kids. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds was funny. You know, the Charizard scene I liked, that was the whole thing. Oh, this jump, yeah. I took him out. Like, that That was quite like I it. can't score it yet, but I will when yeah. I see it a second time, and, I, and I'll, you know, I'll let you know. And I don't even think we're ever going to have to do a full spoiler of this one. I think it's just, we really liked it. I really liked what I saw. I recommend you go see it if you're a Pokemon fan, if you're a Nostalgia fan, or if you want a good entry point into the series. It's fun. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun movie, albeit predictable, yeah. but fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there will be a new Mortal Kombat film that has been greenlit. We knew that there was one in the works, yeah. right? But now we know that the James Wan version will actually start shooting this summer. I, when I first read it, I thought it was James Wan directing. I was, I got really excited, but I was like, oh, he just produced it. I mean, yeah. Hey, it's still cool. He's attached to the film. He'll have an influence, yeah. I mean, I still watched it. I'm sure you did too, the Mortal Kombat, the Legacies, when they kind of came all out. Like, they, I they own were, them. They were, me too. They were yeah. all great. I loved them. You give me more Mortal Kombat in any format, I'm in. Yeah, as long as it's not Annihilation. I like the movie. It's so bad. I would it's still good, watch it again. I have it you know, right there. I have it. Like yeah. I might if I ever get bored and sick, and that's all I got. <laughs> uh, so we we said this already in the Game of Thrones discussion, but because it was so spoilery, if you skipped it or whatever, you didn't hear this part of it. The next Star Wars film after Episode Nine will be in 2022. We said that last week, but now we know which movies it'll be. It will be the trilogy from uh, Weiss and Benioff, the showrunners from Game of Thrones. You best. It's. Yeah, again, if you didn't know, if you didn't listen to the spoiler part of this episode, yeah, we we're not happy about yeah, it. Yeah, we won't go too deep. I mean, we just hopefully they kind of stick the landing. Yeah, they better. Uh, unless they burn it to the ground. Uh, a new Matrix film has been announced out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, but, they, but they didn't say, like, they it's said it's going to be Keanu. Is it? I, I, I didn't know. hear Keanu attach, but it kind of. Probably Tessa I could Thompson. see them trying to, like, jump on the Keanu train again. So, you know, that John Wick's pretty hot right now and everyone's kind of... We had a couple of years to do that. You know... Didn't this kind of jump out of nowhere for you? I, I didn't see this one coming. I thought they were talks to reboot it. Mm-hmm. That was the last I this heard. This is a new film though, right? Not a reboot. Yeah. So this pretty is... Sure. I, I never heard about them saying... 
Yeah. Okay. Michael Rooker is in talks to play King Shark in the Suicide Squad, but then yeah, yeah. he came out and denied that. I was about to say, I was like, yeah, like a day or two later, Rooker was like, I've ne- I mean, maybe they told him to say that, but he literally said, yeah, guys, I've never. It, do you think it's a swerve? I, or was there where there's smoke there? I, would, I think Rooker's a straight shooter. I just think that's that's how he is. I heard him in a couple podcasts. So I, I kind of believe him and denies it. Because I was like, he's just casting Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Hondo? Hondo? No. Yeah, Hondo. Hondo, that's his name. Uh, let's see, where are we at? Kevin Feige, and this is weird. Kevin Feige confirmed in a Reddit AMA that the Mandarin, not the fake old dude, Good. the real guy Good. who played the Mandarin, will return for a future MCU project. Which is one of the reasons why I fucking hated Iron Man 3. Yeah. Because that was a joke. I like Ben Sir, Ben Kingsley. I think he's a great actor. I just thought that was a joke, and I and I just did not, it did not The question was posed, will the Mandarin and whatever, the, I forget the name of the army or whatever, the soldiers that he ran, will they ever show up again? And Kevin Feige's answer was yes, and that was it. So it's, that's a confirmation okay. direct from Kevin Feige. Well, good, because they, they need a, a good bad guy, and like the real Mandarin is a badass. So. Right, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. I'm thinking it's either Pepper or the War Machine movie or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, who, God who knows, knows what they have planned. Who knows what they're going to have planned, not to give any spoilers away for Endgame. Uh, Josh Gad, who is famous for playing the friend in 21. Also, he was all the snowman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, in summer, well, and he was in Beauty and the Beast. He was. He was. Um, oh my god! Not the good-looking one. The other one. <laughs> oh fuck! I forget his name. I can't remember his name. He was Gaston's like henchman. I mean, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Quite a henchman. He was his little sidekick, but he was in love with him. So yeah. that's also there. Uh, he is in. Is reportedly will start in a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I mean, I'm psyched. Yeah, I, I'm psyched. I, I'm thinking I like it's Josh like, Gad. you know, we haven't seen Morales. Like, he wasn't in, like, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. That was it. He wasn't, like, obviously, we know his his wife and stuff, so yeah. he kind of gave up film acting. I think it's been enough years. Oh, yeah. This is a film franchise. I'm cool with it. Yeah, and usually, you know, for a reboot, I'm like, ah, but I think it's been enough. And yeah. Josh Gad's pretty funny. So I, I, I thought Honey, I Shrunk the Kids had some redeeming qualities when I was a kid. Hell, I Disney. Liked it. Disney actually did a, an entire Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Arizona. exhibit thing oh, no, wow. at, at their park. And uh, they had like t- giant, tall, fake grass and all this stuff. And you felt like you were tiny. So oh, it wow. was really, really cool. So I'm, I'm excited for a reboot here. Uh, there will be a fifth Purge film to release the summer of 2020. And they didn't say like who was in it, if it was Frank Grillo. Mm-hmm. If, if they bring back Frank Grillo, okay. That's it. I never seen the TV show. I heard. I actually heard good things. I heard really good things. Just never watched it. Uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters is oh. gaining some momentum because the first reactions on Twitter are out, and they're really, really positive. Dude, and the new trailer that was in. I hated that fucking trailer. You didn't like the trailer, dude. I didn't want to see all of them. Yeah, but you knew they were there. I know, but I don't want to see them. You didn't see what Godzilla looked like at all in the lead up to the film, like but full on Godzilla. You saw like shadows and shit, but you didn't see it until the fucking forty minute mark of the goddamn movie. And now I know what Ghidorah looks like and Mothra and all of them. And this is the movie we originally wanted, and and from the reviews I read, if you wanted more Godzilla and Moth fighting, you're getting it. Bro, I'm happy that the first one happened because we established. I, I still like. The I first didn't one. mind it, and yeah. I and I, you know, I think we're in the minority there. But like, I didn't mind it because uh, I thought that, like, even though the first half was kind of wishy washy, and Brian Cranston probably should never have died, uh, that it was a not a terrible, terrible film. The dude who plays Kickass, who started, was terrible. Aaron Johnson. He's yeah, shit. Yeah. 
But the movie wasn't so Olsen, bad. she was fantastic. And I think that we needed that movie to set this yeah, one up to establish Godzilla again. Because the last thing we got was Matthew Broderick saying, that's a lot of fish. To, to have Godzilla and... I love Godzilla. Just such a Godzilla charge nerd. at each other, dude. Bro, oh, my God. I'm such a Godzilla nerd. So I'm, I'm Let's hyped. Go. Let's but like, go. I did not want to see what they look like. Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling, which is a movie that was announced before. This is not an announcement. Uh, we thought it was going to go direct to TV on Nickelodeon, but it's been picked up by Netflix and will uh, air in the near future. We don't have a date yet. I'm super happy about it because I probably wouldn't have been able to watch it live if it was Nickelodeon or something. Yeah. To have Netflix, it's great. I just kind of hope it's the same voice cast. Yeah, I think it is. Yo, do you know what my trivia question for you? Dude, I was looking up Rocco's Modern Life trivia all day. Do you know what my trivia question was going to be for you? Uh, In the first two seasons of the show, uh, I now laugh at this when I'm an adult. I didn't get it when I was a kid. There was a lot of jokes like this in Rocco's Modern Life. In the first two seasons of the show, what was the name of the restaurant that they always ate at? That Heifer and Rocco and... Franklin. I don't know. I thought you were saying he worked at like a he worked at a comic shop. He did. He did work at a comic shop. They always ate at the Chokey Chicken. Oh, I didn't know. I would never got that. (laughs) That, That's that's too deep. Choke your chicken. Like, dude, that's super sexual. But but that's they did that shit all of it. All all the them cartoons back then, and I loved it because there was no internet. Like shit, there was even in in Little Mermaid. There was you know in the a lot a lot of Disney stuff. Yeah, but I just thought that was so funny. They actually changed it in season three to the Chewy Chicken. Wow. Yeah. A little awesome. Rocco's Modern Life awesome. deep lore for you. Uh, Chris Rock is set to produce a 2020 spinoff in the Saw franchise. So it's not Dude, done. We, We're getting I, more I Saw. just think we had it. I don't even think I've seen the last one yet. I think we have enough. We got, what, 10? We're getting more Saw. Can <sighs> you believe Christ. it? I, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm in, I am not excited at all. Why not? Did you watch Jake Saw? I do. I seen everyone but the last one. I just so you didn't, you never seen Jigsaw. You gave it what two years? Let it breathe. It's a side project. <laughs> Let the side. Breathe. All right, for the box office, the top ten, number ten, falling from number seven at one point eight million is the Curse of La Arena. Number nine, new to the list, flopping mightily. Oh my god. Oh man, at two point two million domestic, Tolkien. That's, that's wow, a shame. That's, that's a, shame. a bomb. Number eight, falling from number six, is Breakthrough at 2.5 million. Number seven, falling from number four at 4.1 million, is Ugly Dolls. Number six, new to the list, doubling, more than doubling Tolkien, is Palms. I don't know what that is. The fuck is that? Never heard of that movie. Number five, falling from number three at 6.2. I'm happy to see it's still in the top five as Longshot. Number four, falling from number two at 7.1 million, is The Intruder. Uh, Number three, new to the list at 13 million, is The Hustle. Number two, new to the list at $54.3 million domestic is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And number one, staying at number one, beating it domestically for the weekend at $63.3 million is Avengers Endgame. It beat it. The third yeah. week of Avengers um, I hope John it. Wick has the juice to take the number one spot. John Wick will... Is is it not... It's is right, it kind of cult it, status, it, though? It, it It is, but again, it's rated R. You're not going to have all the kids there, but I would like to see it hit like a 40, 50 opening. Even 60, I, I would like. Because well, I think if it hits 60, you, It's only you got a week because coming out soon is Aladdin. I mean, yeah. next week is Aladdin. It's got one week to take down uh, 
uh, of Endgame before Aladdin does. He just needs a strong opening. He needs a strong opening. Aladdin will finish number one when it drops. But 91% of Rotten Tomatoes is very good. Also coming out is Brightburn, which you're psyched about. Yeah. Uh, Book Smart, The Prison Rose. So not a lot because who the fuck's going to try and compete with the the, the live action version of Aladdin? I want to do this one quick. Uh, as we move into the TV section, we had Doom Patrol. We do our review. It was Flex Patrol. Flex yeah. Mantello finally makes his appearance, and he is automatically outside of the Doom Patrol my favorite side yeah, character and this in this was, entire show. And this was one of the best episodes of the season. Yeah, by far, hands down. I think um, it's in the automatically in the top, top three, three yeah. probably yeah, best episodes. I, I think Flex Mantello is an absolutely great hero, and like his scenes when they did the flashbacks when he was doing the picnic stuff and just walking around in leopard underwear with boots. It's like just, the hairy chest. It was great. And his was powers so every time he flexes, like he basically almost do anything. You can he can mind meld. He can it's, do anything. It's he wants. it's ridiculous, but it's perfect for Doom Patrol. And he saves a kid's cat, and the kid's cat sucks him into. Uh, oblivion or whatever and that's how they capture him is because he did a good deed for a he like flexes cat. and like the branch lowers down yeah. the unflexed goes back up yeah. i just thought that was funny yeah so and then he like it's crazy the one question i have and maybe i missed it is they fast forward like 40 years his wife is old and dead he's still the same age he I, just has a I, big i'm, I'm beard. not like too familiar with with him he might he just has a beard, and then they shave it, and he's back to looking exactly the same as he did. Maybe, I mean, maybe one of his powers is he doesn't age. I, I'm not. I don't know, I'm, right. I'm not too familiar with Flex Mantel, to be honest with you. And that's why I think I liked him. This was yeah. a character I never heard yeah. of. Who it, it was better him. than Animal Vegetable Mineral Man. Yeah, who's who was still, in the episode? Still was, was good episode. again to see, and he's still biting everything. But it's just a crazy character like that. It just fits perfectly. Yeah, in this we world. we know that Doom Patrol is on a tight budget because they're really, really, really. Is there only one episode it's left? very minimalistic. I believe two. Two episodes yeah, yeah. left. Okay. Um, but overall, you owe it to yourself to watch this episode. Flex Patrol, it was... I mean, again, we keep talking about this show. It's really, really, really good. And this was finally an episode where I feel confident. I loved Hair Patrol with the with the guy who, who yeah. ate the, the hair. Um, that was excellent, too. But then again, these last two kind of stumbled a little bit for me. This was a great, great episode that got me back that I'm ready for these last two episodes. Yeah, plus it's these last two, and then we get Swamp Thing. So it's like, it's to us, it's a win-win. Uh, Disney purchases majority control over Hulu for $5.8 billion. Well, when you're Disney, just $5.8 billion is nothing. Now you wipe you your ass Hulu. with that. Mickey yeah. literally wipes his ass. So now having Hulu and Disney Plus, so they're really controlling the market. NBC Universal will keep licensing content on Hulu till at least 2024. Then there's an option to buy out for like $24 billion, I think. Oh um, give, give Disney a couple more years just to, to bank a couple more Marvel movies. So maybe... NBC Universal get takes the buyout of twenty four billion. Yeah, that's I a think lot they of, will. That's a I lot think of coin. Yeah. but we don't know what show could be birthed in that time. That yeah. maybe is a global phenomenon. That's why I like the fact that we have five years to think about it, yeah. or five years to sit on it before NBC Universal has to make that decision. But again, Disney owns Hulu now, so uh, God forbid <laughs> the world is going to turn into Mickey Mouse's. Mickey Mouse will take over the sun one yeah. day. We will be looking up at a hot Mickey Mouse head. Uh, Rick and Morty season four will debut this November. And apparently, we'll have a pretty special guest writer. I mean, it's cool that they had uh, you know another season. I still had the first two seasons in my house. I never started. I know you didn't like it. You saw the pilot, thought it was terrible. That's eh, just not my style. I know my, my nephew Nico. He loves it. But to hear that Kanye West is writing one episode, I was like, wow. I probably might have to watch that what, one. Just, just what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. yeah. Black Mirror Season 5 will premiere on June 5th, which is right around the corner. 
corner and it will have uh, like Miley Cyrus is in it, Anthony Mackie's going to be in it. So there's going to be some pretty yeah. good cameos. I, I mean, season. a show I hear I hear great things. things. It's, it's effed up. It just I I haven't got into it yet. Maybe down the road. There is a rumor from an ungodly source that The Witcher will come out December 20th. However, this source that is known for nothing else got all of The Witcher leaks right so far. So it seems like December 20th and, could actually And happen. I I think it Probably is going to happen. Yeah, a nice Christmas. People, nice people Christmas are show. people are off from work. Your kids, your your home. So Dude, I think, it's Henry Cavill, of course. It's, and it's and be... I know that he's done filming because he's clean shaven because he was just in Jason Momoa's Instagram story like three days ago. So I'm, I I totally believe this. They dude. could CG a mustache back on him. Who knows? Uh, it can't look any worse. Just don't just, don't just don't go to DC for that. Uh, you know, don't listen. Go to Brothers, this is a show that I'm, I'm just kind of over. Like I think it's going to be fun. Um, and for me, I'm ne- not, from like, never playing the games, like I'm pretty hyped to see this. Yeah, I'm not scratching down the door to like do it. Oh, but I'll, I'll watch it. You know, after I watch it's Christmas Chronicles for the 16th time, I'll, I'll yeah. definitely check out The Witcher. It's just not like Stranger Things, where I'm like night one binge. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I'm out of shit to watch. Speaking of being out of shit to watch, Disenchantment Part Two. So I guess it's the second block of ten episodes, ten, encompassing yeah. season one, will drop September 20th. I saw you, the first. You thought 10, it was okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, just, I mean, like. The, like it barely makes okay. Yeah, it was bad. But it was fucking they, bad. When I, I did make, laugh. I laughed. But I got three the, episodes there, deep. There was some quiet moments where I said, "What? Just bring back Futurama." Three episodes deep for me. I was just bring done. back Futurama. Uh, the Tick on Amazon Prime has been canceled. We will not be getting a season three. I, I never really got into the Tick. It, it was two it, episodes, it, and I gave up. It yeah, I, it, it missed me. Not good. But you will be into this one. Deathstroke is getting an animated series coming to the CWC. Literally found that driving here. I was like, "This, we have to bring this up." No, you didn't find it driving here. You had a red light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. And the CW seed is free. It's a free CW app. That's I'm just surprised this isn't coming to the DC universe. Ah, well, CCW does like, weird. Well, well, they do their own animation because I don't even think they did Vixen. Yeah, they did like the Freedom Fighters. I don't think they're on DC. Is this going to be like a mini series? Or yeah. So this, what they do with like Vixen, it was like might have been like six 10 minute episodes or twelve minute episodes. Oh, okay, cool. And then after if it's shorter, I'm down. Yeah. Then after that. Like in like six months later, it came the Blu-ray. It's like a movie, yeah. so which I kind of liked, which I bought and rewatched. <laughs> we'll close it down in the gaming space. We have Rage Two. We got the review with its large open world and vast array of upgrades to earn. Rage Two feels very much like an antidote for Far Cry fans who have been overdosed on that particular style and want a new take on the large-scale shooter RPG idea. Though Avalanche hasn't quite figured out what makes a world feel alive and dynamic, or how to make good use of its vehicles, it absolutely nails the moment-to-moment combat thanks to a Doom-inspired, energetic pace that few shooters manage to pull off. Combined with a steady stream of great weapons, abilities, and upgrades, its firefights are constantly reinvigorated, even as mission objectives become repetitive. Nino. Ado. I'm good on the reads tonight. I'm just giving myself a little pat yeah. on the back. You, you, I got energy. Soft. I mean, you, you started off it. slow, but I'm then you picked it. up the pace and you're, and you're running. I'm, I'm into it. I like it. I'm reading well tonight. Well, let's see how you feel about Mario Maker 2 Direct. Dude, what do you think I'm going to feel? Yeah. Did you watch it? I did not. What the fuck I know, is your problem? I did not. I'm, I, hyped, I, 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 for, I'm I, hyped for it, Greg. Okay, even I'm hyped for it. 15 minutes. 15 I, minutes. Can't watch the fucking thing. 17 you, and a half. You reminded me. But reminded you, you're a host of a podcast. I, there's a lot of things going on. I sent you the notes this morning. I know. What are you thinking? Now, now this sorry. analysis means nothing because you haven't seen it. Oh. Um, it was 17 minutes. Literally, think of like the Smash Directs, how they just go 
news, 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 yeah. news, features, 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 gotcha, boom, boom, boom. That's what this was. It hit you literally not one wasted second. And this feels like Smash Brothers. It feels like they're and, packing and this fucking cartridge with every piece of memory it possibly can. And this wasn't Reggie, right? Until it explodes. Reggie is officially gone. Reggie was is, Reggie is officially what, gone. Was it was it? just a lady commentator. Okay. Okay. There was no actual person on screen. It was all gameplay. Okay. Oh, it was all gameplay. It was glorious. And this so, is a day one buy. So, so, dude, that's fucking, it's been pre-ordered forever. Uh, as soon as it was announced. So Mario Maker 2... Um, holy fucking shit like I said this game is jam packed with features it is still coming out June 28th so they didn't push it back or anything like that we're a month and change away super excited they uh, gave you some of the like for all the people that bought it on Wii U because there was only 14 million of the Wii U's in the world um, a lot of people don't know this game maybe they watch it on Twitch uh, because it's still a very big Twitch game Um, but it gave you a little bit of what it is hey build you know Here's the ground. Build what you want. Make your own Mario course. What a great idea. So it's now added a bunch of cool things. And I'm going to run through all the things that are new in Super Mario Maker 2. Slopes. Any Mario Maker fan knows that that's a big deal. Slopes. The angry sun from Super Mario 3 that chases after you through the entire level. Snake blocks where you can actually draw a custom pattern for the blocks to move. And you can make it an obstacle throughout the level. An on-off switch to make it like... uh, if you hit the button, if you hit the on switch, only the blue blocks appear. When you hit the off switch, only the red blocks appear. So you can have some fun with that. A seesaw. So maybe you can put the seesaw that goes back and forth over some lava. And the fireballs are coming up and you have to run to the one side and tilt it up and then tilt it down. Have a lot of fun with that. A swinging claw. You jump into it. It grabs you, swings you, and throws you. That's cool. Never like saw that. that in a Mario I, game before. I like that one. But that's that's going to be cool. So far. They said that you can make a crane game out of it. So that, that should wow. be fun to watch some people make like a puzzle crane. I think that should be a lot of fun. Uh, they're introducing water levels, which sucks. But Yeah, you hate water levels. But they're also introducing lava levels, which is really cool. So one touch and you're dead. I uh, appreciate that. Custom scroll for auto scrollers. You can actually not just do auto scrollers left to right. You can go up and down and diagonal. You can scroll the screen in any way you want. And there's a scroll stop in case you want to do a secret room. You can even create secret rooms in this game. Uh, you kind of could in the first one too. Vertical sub areas. So you can go through a pipe and instead of just going left to right, you can go up and down. There was only two screens in the first game. So now that's expanded. I think that's, that's a great awesome. idea. Bonsai Bill will be now in all the game modes. That's a huge bullet bill. And in the Super Mario 3D world, it's a bill that can get shot from the background and come and kill you from the foreground. So now we have new enemies. Uh, A dry bones shell, which is impervious to lava. And you can hide in it uh, for like up to a second or two to be impervious to enemies. So that's a cool little thing there. Um, big coins, so not just a coin worth one coin. There could be big coins worth 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and I'll get to why that's important in a minute. Some new sound effects. The twister from Mario 3 where you jump in it, it can propel you up or send you backwards to the beginning of the level. Icicles that you have to run past them or they'll fall on you and kill you. Um, Diagonal conveyor belts. Red Yoshi. Red Yoshi is known for blowing fire. So that's really cool that you get to use him in different ways. Can't wait to see how they utilize that. Parachutes. You can put parachutes on enemies and they float to the ground slower. So I could see how maybe you can pop a parachute out of a question block and have it land on Bowser and then he slowly comes down. You can get past him and win the level. They're just fun things you can do there. Boom Boom, which is a great enemy for Mario 3. I'm super psyched that. Bump on him three times, he's dead. Love that. 
we got some new level themes. Before there was only three level themes. It was underground, it was the main theme, and it was the airship theme. We can now do levels in the desert. We can now do levels in the snow with slippery ground. We can now do levels in the forest. We can now do levels in the sky. And my absolute favorite 3-1 in Mario 1, we can do levels at night. I'm That's so, cool. It looks beautiful. They threw everything at the wall. Yeah, in this everything. One. There's so much in this game. And instead, and uh, if you shake the angry sun, it becomes the moon. What is the moon? You say it's new to the game. The moon turns the night levels into crazy scenarios. So in the sky levels, there's no gravity. Um, in the night, in the I forget what level it is. The Goombas are floating. If you're underground, the ground's upside down. You have to go through the level upside down. And if you hit the moon, all enemies on the screen disappear. So you can use it as a way to help you as well. Now, here's the cool shit. The shit that got me psyched. Like you aren't already psyched enough. Co-op. That's cool. Like Mario Luigi. We can both build a level together. Oh, two. Okay. okay. Two co-op building, not just playing. Co-op building a level. Me and you, if we wanted, if we wanted to still stream or something, yeah. we could go on there together on my Switch. You take one Joy-Con, I take the other, and we can build a level together. That's pretty freaking neat. dope. That's neat. Uh, maybe low-key my favorite addition to this game and why big coins are so fucking uh, exciting clear conditions a clear condition means it's a condition to clear the level it's not just go to the end of the stage hit the flagpole and the level's over it's collect 10 coins it's kill all the enemies it's don't get hit by fire okay, it's, so it's like a, like a secret like objective. it's an objective yeah that you have to do before you can win the level. I think that's awesome yeah, that's because cool. I can see people getting really creative with that. Collect 100 coins. Well, guess what? Or 101 coins. Guess what? There's 100 coin and then one coin in the entire level and you have to get it. I could see cool ways of going Like, like that. hide that one coin where they have to find like that secret room. Exactly. Okay. Like you can you can put a 100 coin in there and then hide the one coin, make it 101 coins to clear it and, and that's how you do it. Like you can see a lot of fun things with that. Oh, by the way, Mario Maker 2, story mode. That's awesome. Because that was never in the first one. No. Story mode. The story mode is you're helping Princess Peach build her castle. And you have to beat 100 custom levels in order to gain things to help her build the castle. So it's 100 custom levels. Oh, by the way, there's side missions. So this is going to be a very long game. (sighs) No, I mean, I could beat that in like an hour. 100 levels is fucking nothing. You could beat that in a couple hours. But the fact is that Mario Maker has a story. How cool is that? Yeah, it's probably going to be like kind of small or whatever. But the fact of the matter is that they're jam-packing this game with everything. It's not just a tools, make-your-own-level game anymore. It's everything. And, and even if it was, you'd still be hyped for it. Yeah. It's so cool. And like side missions. Who would have thought? That's super neat. They do a deep dive into the Mario 3D world style because of Cat Mario and stuff like that. They go every beat by beat. I'm not going to do that. But every single thing from the game exists in this and then more. Oh, by the way, Mario can drive a car. Wow. You can get to the level by driving a car. Flintstone style. Unbelievable. you got to watch this directly. Yeah. Like you, when I, I you do, see I do, these I do. things, I you'll do. be like, oh, that's fucking rad, dude. Um, but some people see this as a downside. I don't because I wouldn't want to, to play it in other styles. If you go to start creating a level in, let's say, Super Mario Brothers 3, and you're creating a level, creating a level. In the game, if you say, I want to change it to Super Mario 1... Hit a button and it changes everything to Super Mario Brothers 1. Because of all the new items and because of Cat Mario, who basically is OP, 
it won't let you switch it to the new style of 3D World. If you do that, your entire level gets wiped. You might think that's a bad thing. Yeah, that does kind of suck. You might think it's a bad thing, but because of all the things that are exclusive to that one style, you just have to know you want to build that type of, yeah. of level and it, you have to it, stick on it. I mean, that's just good Sim- simple that. as that. And they're not just going to wipe it without telling you, we're going to wipe your shit first. Like, you're going to have to click A to continue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to have to know that. Um, but when they were showing you the screen for this game styles, it was Mario 1, Mario 3, Mario World, Super Mario Bros. U, and then 3D World, and then there was a blank space, and it says new styles. Oh, There's still geez. an empty space. Yeah. We're getting Super Mario 2. I'm telling you we're getting Super Mario 2. That'd be hyped. Oh, by the way, there's online play. Damn. Four people can play a level together. That's Up to cool. four people. And, and you know people are going to make hard as shit levels. They already and, do. It's yeah. amazing. Mario make I remember, no, I remember the first Machi made like an impossible level. I don't think anyone ever beat it. I beat it in one of those. Did you? Yeah. I've beaten all oh, the Machi's levels. I know. I know. He always made tough ones, like the one was all the bouncy things. I was like, "Fuck this shit! This ain't even fun anymore." Um, I have, I have some of the toughest levels. My clear rates are like less than three percent. Jesus. Yeah, I make some hard levels. If you ever want to give them a shot, no, I, I can, give you. I can barely make it through the fucking regular ones. I want to play some creative ones. I'll give you, you five did. hours and I'll no. give you a hundred bucks. No, thank you. Not you, worth you it. You give me twenty bucks if you don't. No, thank you. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, four players can race to the finish, dude. It's versus. So one's Mario, one's Luigi, one's. Uh, like pink toad and one's blue toad and you race through the level first one to get to the goal no waluigi how cool is that i don't know maybe he's like a secret character who fucking knows i know you like him there's also co-op where all four players work together to beat a level and if one player beats it i I think i like i like that more rather you make a level where it's impossible to beat just one person you need help I, li- I like that idea more. I just think racing your friends could be cool shit. I think some like dastardly yeah, shit. Yeah, but like I'm just not good. To me, I'm not that good. So to me, it, that doesn't entice me. Sure. There is also like filters, right? So you can filter easy, normal, okay, hard, okay. mega hard. That's like, cool. So you can pick kind of what levels you want to do. You can also search levels by tags. If you want speedrun levels, if you want auto scrollers, if you want underwater levels, you can pick them just by clicking a thing and the, all those levels filter, which was not in the first game. Uh, in level comments are there. I don't like this so much, but like if I'm playing a level, if somebody died there, they can write like "Watch out." Okay, it's not my style. Well, you fucking suck. It's a callback <laughs> yeah, to yeah. me verse, which is cool, but it's just not my style. Yeah. Um, every creator gets a maker profile. It's like an avatar. You can earn coins and then buy outfits. So I can like wear like a Nintendo shirt or like buy a Waluigi hat or whatever yeah. for my little character. Yeah. It's just little fun things to keep you going. And then this is an awesome new mode. It's called an endless challenge. You just play level after level after level after level after level until you game over and see how far you can get. And there's leaderboards. Okay, and that's, and pretty cool. that's pretty and cool. Like, I can that's see like Don't Make Our Bloody Palace. You keep going. I, I, yeah. I can see people playing for 100 yeah. levels and not dying. I can see it. Uh, so that's going to be really exciting for me from like watching streamers play against each other and try to break each other's scores. That'd be cool. Uh, that's it. I mean, there was a 17 minutes packed of information. A bunch of cool shit. You ready like a 10 out of 10 hype game? Dude, 10 out of 10 hype. I'm sure it'll be in the conversation for game of the year because the first one was for me. Um, Might have even been my game of the year. And I think it was 14 it came out. Dude, you don't know the joy of playing Mario until you create your own level and have somebody else not beat it. Yeah. It's just so much fun I, to watch I, your friends. I, mean, I can't imagine because I, I, I don't love Mario on your level and not as good to do it. So Don't doubt yourself. You're good. Ah, maybe when I was 10. Sega announces 10 more games for the Genesis Mini. We're up to 30 out of 40. I've told you before, I'm out. This thing cannot 
possibly drop games that are going to get me. Unless they... Until they today. Echo, baby. Echo was the first game announced. Yeah. Right. But, dude, these last 10, the first one alone, I'm in. This game was never released in North America. If you go back, I believe I even said no matter what, Greg's going to get it, so just go back and let me know. In never released in North America before, Mega Man The Wily Wars, which is a 16-bit upgraded version of the first three Mega Man games. Oh, yeah. my so that, That's all God. they needed to say. Dude, they just had to release this on its own. I would have spent 40 bucks yeah. on it, but I they're including it. it in the mini. That's sick. That's, Maybe that's probably why people were getting negative about the first 20, and now they said, okay, oh, no, let, no. let's blow this out. I was negative on the first 20 because they're all in that fucking thing that I have, yeah. that Genesis mm-hmm. All-Star game, whatever, that I have for Switch and, and PS4. But, again, you get, like, Earthworm Jim and, like, Castle of Illusion, Story Making Mouse. There are some really cool games. But the other nine that were just announced, Street Fighter 2 Special Championship Edition, awesome. Sonic Spinball, Fantasy Star 4, Beyond Chaos, Ghouls and Ghosts, an underrated classic. It's a gem. Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, Golden Axe, Vector Man, and Wonder Boy in the Monster World. This cl- this this is doing me a good a good now. I'm in on this. And it was well, how much was it? I don't remember, but I don't care because I'm getting <laughs> Mega Man: The Wily Wars, a game I've never played, awesome. always dreamed of playing. I can't fucking wait. Dreams do come true. Ubisoft is planning four AAA releases through March 2020. And Skull and Bones is not one of them. That's the pirate game. That's been delayed out of 20, well, at least out of March 2020. So we know that's not one of them. We know that Ghost Recon Breakpoint is one of them. So there are three others, except we don't know the other three. And Assassin's Creed is taking this year off. So we truly don't know the other three games. So to me, Ubisoft's E3 conference is going to be enormous because they're going to probably announce all three of them. You think you really think all three? I mean, it could be at Xbox's stage okay, they announce okay, one. Okay. Could be maybe even yeah. on Nintendo's they announce one. You never know. Yeah. But they usually have their own direct style presentation, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're in there because last year's sucked. So hopefully they need to redeem themselves. Yeah. Because yeah. Fuck them. Pokemon Rumblefish announced for mobile. Rumble Rush. Rumble. Oh, I said for Rumblefish. That, is that a movie? <laughs> Rumblefish? I, I it is. It is a move. Rumblefish. Rumble Rush announced for mobile. <laughs> Sorry, that was. A so we're getting Pokemon Rumble Rush. Pokemon Rumble is uh, a toy version of Pokemon that like battle it out, and it's kind of silly, but it's coming to mobile. I was hoping for more Sword and Shield news before E3. Like I would have taken the Mario Maker Direct as a Pokemon Direct uh, instead, because I, I think that. Knowing what we know about Sword and Shield before E3, like all we know about it was that one trailer. I think that's a bad thing because this game is going to get blown out at E3 and I think it's going to dominate their press conference much like Smash did this year. Maybe not 20 minutes of it, but we're going to get a lot of Pokemon news at E3 and I just want them to focus on games we haven't heard about yet. So like the more we hear about the this the Sword and Shield shit at E3, it I takes mean, away from the new games. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it's Pokemon. I hear it doesn't you. matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. I know it's coming this year. Yeah. Like if I get no info, I'm fine because I'm playing it this year. What I don't know is what else I can play. That's why I want to okay. know what. That, that's why I want E3. But like we are getting so much this year. Don't forget, we're getting Fire Emblem. We're getting Luigi's Mansion yep. three this year. We're getting Pokemon. We're getting even more stuff. So it's going to be a packed, packed, packed 19 for you, Nintendo fans. Fortnite unveils an interesting crossover. I want you to say it. <laughs> no, fist. What is it? John Wick's coming in freaking. He's already in it. Pissed. The update happened. How John dare Wick you touch my favorite guy? Is playable guy. in Fortnite, and Sam is happy about it. Sam, what's your CGC spotlight? Well, actually, it's my pick of the week is one of the main reasons why I picked this book. But I went with Batman six oh nine. It's the very first appearance of Tommy Ellett. Hush. 
It's Jeff Loeb's story. Beautiful art by Jim Lee and Scott Williams. This book alone, I mean, this whole run is worth it just for the Jim, Jim Lee art. Even if you can't read, look at the art. It's worth every freaking cent. Hush is one of the newer, you know, you figure it came out January 2003. It's getting a movie. So it's like, you know, we, the animated movie comes out, what, July? Well, for, for digital, I think it's August for Blu-ray release. But this is a 9.8 white pages CGC. Um, there's actually three 9.9s on the CGC census. I've never seen a 9.9. There's 293 9.8s, 87 9.6s, 23 9.4s. The last 9.8 sale was 125. So it's not like an expensive book. It's just a beautiful cover, I, I think. Um, <clears throat> I'll just, I'm going to combo it into my pick of the week because I can't just talk about this issue. My pick of the week, week is the absolute deluxe edition of Batman Hush. It's obviously way bigger than a comic i'm showing greg now it's an actual graphic novel yeah it's i mean it, it just like look at some of this art by jim lee I, mean, I posted something on my instagram a couple days ago that's when batman and catwoman kind of do their famous kiss and wow. there's statues made about it and you know people love it i think it's one of the could be one of my favorite stories jeff loba is a great writer i think if anyone has not read hush immediately read it i don't want to give you too much well, basically, you see so many of Batman's rogues gallery show up in this, I think it was 608 to 619. I think that was the whole run. But basically, you see Joker, um, I think Harley Quinn's in it, Mr. Freeze, Killer Croc, uh, Two-Face, the Riddler. Every, every, everyone is in this. And, and to get a different take on Hush, basically, one day, Batman's swinging through the city. Someone shoots out his, his, like, his grapple cable, and he falls to the ground. And basically, villains are around them, and possibly they're trying to take off his mask, and they get like electrocuted because no one takes off Batman's mask. Um, I think it's Huntress comes to his rescue. He's trying to have surgery. He does Morse code for Tommy Elliot, his childhood friend. It's it, it just this huge backstory for you know, was it almost ten issues? It's it's fantastic. I don't want to say anymore because I don't want to spoil anything. It's a great story, great read. Batman Hush. January 2003 released for just over two bucks. Doesn't have any like the cool old school back uh, back covers because it's a newer book. Yeah, it's a modern book, but it looks goddamn awesome. And I suggest go even go check out the Absolute Hush edition. It's on Amazon. I think it's 31 bucks. It's beautiful. It's worth it. Trust me. AEW All Elite Wrestling gets a TNT TV deal that was highly rumored. WWE has some serious competition because now that SmackDown's moving to Tuesdays, it looks like Tuesdays are, or I'm sorry, moving to Fridays. It looks like Tuesday or Wednesday is going to be occupied by AEW, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody, uh, Dustin Reynolds, or Dustin Rhodes, I mean, Brandy, Brandy Rose. I knew you were going to say. Uh, she's my girl, dude. Britt Baker, who's Adam Cole's uh, girlfriend. Uh, like, this company is getting big. Hangman Page, like, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It, the Lucha Brothers. It's an insane, insane it, roster. And it, it's good to see, like, Vince getting some competition. Right. And you know what? Gene Ambrose did actually leave. He's now John Moxley again. You know, bro. Him and Sean Spears, which was Ty Dillinger, they're both showing up at Double or Nothing. Next weekend, AEW's second ever pay-per-view, Double or Nothing from Vegas is happening. So I'm super psyched to watch that. Cannot fucking wait. AEW's awesome. So let's do our Patreon shout-outs and then our picks of the week, and we'll get out of here. Thank you very much to Bradley Epstein, which is North Comics on Instagram, Darren Monroe, Jay Sanford9482, Mike Forward, Ryan Roselio, and Sam Reimer, twitch.tv slash mynifeyourlife. Sam, what's your pick of the week? 
was I come oh, yeah, with Batman Hush, right? Yeah. Uh, mine was Raising Kratos. Yeah. A two-hour full-length documentary from the PlayStation official YouTube channel. Corey Balrog's story through the creation of and re, uh, reboot of God of War, which I'm, I'm so tempted after watching that to change my game of the year from Spider-Man to God of War. But I'm going to hang on my... It I'm should on. have always been God of War. Even when you said Spider-Man... Like, it, it was the realm travel that killed me. The realm travel killed me. But it was an incredible story. I loved it. It was the best gaming documentary I've ever watched. And I would say it was even better than Won't You Be My Neighbor in terms of one of my I favorite still documentaries. I still got to see that. One of my favorite documentaries in years. It's free on YouTube. It's two hours. I watched it. I woke up at 4 o'clock the other morning because my daughter woke up. And I didn't go back to bed because I watched this instead. It was incredible. I'm debating if I want to talk about it or I can use it as a pick of my week because I I also saw. <laughs> I told it was, Sam it was, it was fantastic. You gotta watch it, and he did, and you didn't. You didn't. Uh... No, it was fantastic. I watched all two hours of it. Yeah, yeah. It didn't just disappoint. just just to see where it was, where they didn't think you know they were basically two two weeks to a month away from just scrapping it, just thinking it was going to come, and just what they did from the new location, bring people in. It's it's amazing. It's an incredible story, not just of God of War, but also Santa Monica Studios. Can't recommend it enough, but that was episode 135 of We Podcast We Know Things. The bells have rung. The episode sucks. It's awful. We got one more to go. Next week, we're going to talk about the end, the ultimate, the last episode ever of Game of Thrones, and I'm excited as shit to do it. Yeah. But it's going to be the last time we get to do it until the prequels. So we'll see you next week for episode 136. Happy early birthday. You bastard. So Network has a brand new Patreon? That's right. We're asking for your help, and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret. All your favorite shows will still be available for free, as always. But you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign for the ESO Network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is go to ESOPodcast.com and click on the link. With your support of the ESO Network, it's you who will reap the rewards. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.